Stupid son bitch. Knocked itself cold. Called my ass. He's dead. We killed him. We killed it. Fuck you! <laughs> Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. <laughs> it is episode 24. What's Welcome up? to the Buzzkill Podcast. I'm Mike. Yeah, I'm Jim. <laughs> I'm Justin. <laughs> We're all just talking over each other. What's up, guys? <clears throat> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Happy, happy week. Oh, happy, happy day. <laughs> oh, happy day. What's, uh, what's new with you? Not much. Um, wow, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was super late tonight. My kids were not wanting to go to bed. Bastards. So I, you know, I, I texted you guys and told them I gave them a shot, a few shots of... Uh, what, what, feel good, feel good water. <laughs> feel good water, aka vodka. That's that's what Daddy's having tonight. They, they went right to sleep. Uh, no, what's going on with you? Uh nothing, nothing. Just uh, you know, <laughs> everybody's boring <laughs> as hell. Jay, please tell me something more interesting. All right, so I was riding my motorcycle yesterday in the snow. Yeah, and I decided to jump over this car. This great big like, car, right over top of it, and I landed on the ice. I didn't even fall because I put metal spikes sticking out of my tires, and I ran over a man's face. That was interesting. And yeah. with an accent. Why, I was that, saying, why that, is he Australian all of a sudden? That was all I had to do. I was, it was a pretty boring week. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Well. We're talking about Tremors. Oh, hello, guys. Tremors. We're ta- yeah, the Tremors. The Tremors series. Yes. The, the franchise. F- the full retrospective of any and all things. Will you talk next to, your text, next to your microphone? Can you use words properly? I'm uh, sorry. I just like <laughs> I listen back to the show and then I realize every once in a while Mike sounds like this because he just sits back like a cool guy. It's gotta be comfortable, He's man. A cool guy, man. Yeah, yeah, leave super, me alone. Yeah, I'm just chill. I'm laid back, man. But you know what I am? What? On time. A douche. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those things. Hey, man. Uh, All right. So uh, so anyway, like we said, today we're talking about the Tremors franchise. Correct. And uh, I think uh, I I had seen one through three, mm-hmm. just watched four and five for the first time. I had only ever seen one and two. Oh, believe it or not, like I I had, obviously I'd, I I well take it back. I saw one and th- one and two, and then part of the series when it was on uh, Sci-Fi. Yeah, but uh, oh, the, the- <laughs> there it is. Just let it ride. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Wait, will people podcast. actually hear that, though? Because a lot yeah. of times uh, yeah. we say we're going to leave that in, and then we take it out, and then it's just a bunch of us reacting to something that nobody else hears. <laughs> so leave it in this time. All right. Well, back to what we were saying. Uh, I had seen one and two part yeah. of the series or whatever, but... Uh, Amateur hour I had, over here. I had always heard that the rest of the series was just shit. Uh, and, and, and as we'll get to <clears throat> later on, uh, not so much the case, at least in a certain point of view. Well, here's the deal. Uh, we appreciate shit movies. Because, mm. you know, I mean, like like three through five, probably for people who consider themselves uh, film buffs or uh, 
or or critics. The kind of people, the kind Those of people are, that would watch a movie and go, "Well, there's there's hints of a little action, and it's a little bit chewy on the back end." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, people that take themselves too damn seriously might think that three through five suck. Yeah. We had a good time watching. The difference, them. the difference between uh, between it is is there's shit and there's schlock. And schlock, I love. Mm-hmm. Shit, I only love on the weekends. Give us like, give us, give us an example of a of a shit movie versus a schlock movie. A shit movie versus a schlock movie. Yeah, just an absolute shit movie. What can you What can you think of? Um. Uh, the pyramid. <laughs> oh, the pyramid. Oh, <laughs> uh, which we will talk about yes. when we do our and found it's, and footage. It's shit, and it's shit because it breaks its own rules, and it's not even good to begin with, and it just wasn't made with any kind of love or care. It's one of Schlock, the, on the it's other one of hand, the worst movies ever, by the way. Schlock, yeah. on the other hand, is a movie that there's a lot of love and care put into it, and it just kind of the end result is just kind of zany. It's just time, love, and tenderness. Yeah, like I have made. I my, I made a zombie movie that by all by all rights is a shit Ooh, movie. Ooh, look at you! But, I know, but <laughs> didn't but, you make two zombie movies uh, actually? Yeah. Um, Which, uh, by the way, I'm gonna do this. If you but, uh, isn't isn't Czar on Netflix? Uh, it's on Voodoo. Voodoo. If you want to, if you want to watch, actually both of them are. Yeah, if you want to watch both of the zombie movies that Mike was Mike had a hand in making. Well, the uh, first one I was just an extra in. Oh, okay. Uh, Vito, our buddy Vito, starred in Vito it, Vito Power. He starred in it, and then by the time the second one came around, I was brought on full boat, and I have producing credits and the whole deal. Yeah. Even though that's a very small credit for the amount of work that I did on the movie. <laughs> but, um, that, yeah. mo- that movie point wouldn't is, have been though, possible without him the, and Johnny Jell. The point is, though, <laughs> is that being, on, being in the behind-the-scenes of a schlocky movie... You know how much effort actually goes into making it yeah. what it is. It might not the end the end result might not be exactly what you wanted, but it's just stupid enough to where you can laugh at it and you can have a good time. And the people making it though really put their heart and soul into making it. And that's the difference between schlock and shit. And not to mention you had uh, Fred um, Williamson. Fred Williamson. Correct. In the second one, the first one. If you guys want to see these, they're on Voodoo. The first one's called Zombie Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Zombie, zombie shitocalypse, <laughs> and uh, zombie apocalypse redemption, redemption. Yep. Which I don't really understand the redemption part uh, because it was, there's. It was supposed. It was kind of a. <laughs> it was kind of a, a double entendre because it was redemption for the characters because the characters are redeeming themselves after they, in the second half of the movie as opposed to their their selves in the first half. Okay. But then it was also redemption for director Ryan Thompson after the shit bomb that was <laughs> apoc- zombie apocalypse. This next one was his uh, redemption. But like you said, I mean it was it was schlocky compared to yeah. shit. Like you guys put keep a mind lot too. of love into you it. You got to keep in mind too the first movie was a college project. It was only supposed to be half that length right. and then they it just kind of went off the deep end just and they snowballed. made a they made a full movie out of it. Right so. on. But this is not about zombie apocalypse. I'm not sure how we got into that. Yes, it is. I just decided this episode will be about zombie zombie apocalypse. Good thing I've seen them both. (laughs) Uh, Jay, you want to go watch them real quick and then come back? Gotcha. Yeah, give us (laughs) us four hours. We'll be right back. Uh, Anyway, Anyway, yes. Tremors. uh, Today we're talking about Tremors. uh, What are we drinking tonight? Well, little known fact. I don't know if it's little known, but I'm just going to say that to sound cool. (laughs) A little known fact about Tremors is that when uh, uh, S.S. Wilson... Mm -hmm who at the time was editing videos for the for the military, for the Navy, I believe, um, he came up with the original idea for Tremors while sitting on a rock in the middle of the desert, and he thought to himself, like, what if I was stranded on this rock because there was something underneath the sand 
uh, a giant dick just pops the bottom of the sand. <laughs> that was just that was coming <laughs> after <laughs> me. Our <laughs> little <laughs> that was coming after me. That uh, hold on. <laughs> I gotta I gotta keep it on hand <laughs> every episode now. Um so what if there was something under the sand that was keeping me on this rock and and, and not letting me leave? And the the name that he came up with for this thing as he started to write this idea down was Land Shark. Land Sharks. Uh plural, I think. Was I think that? it was just Land Shark. Ah, doesn't matter. Well, so that being said, this one kind of just dropped into our laps. Well, I mean, we've been quite aware of this beer for a long, long time because Never it, heard of it. it holds a special place in our heart. So we're drinking tonight Land Shark Premium Lager, uh, island style lager island from style. Uh, from Margaritaville Brewing Company in St. Louis, Missouri. Fins up! I don't even have to read the bottle tonight. That's all I have to say is fins up. <laughs> Which uh, because this is uh, Margaritaville Brewing Company, if you can't deduce what the hell that is it's jimmy buffett's brewing company uh it's an anheuser-busch owned company see i wonder how we ended up coming to have uh, this beer in our neck of the woods yeah geez i really wonder i i i, I mean <laughs> is that you're being sarcastic right now well considering that nobody else knows the story uh what, what? didn't wasn't your dad responsible for bringing this up uh, uh and getting it distributed <clears throat> around here Actually, uh, that might be accurate. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, when he told us the story, I might have been like six land sharks deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, these right. are, oh, well, are twist-offs. Forget I said change. anything then. So, uh, yeah, we have had, we've spent many, many nights with land shark lager here. Ooh, and uh, it's delicious. It's it's just it's just one of those like this, you know. As the, we like to say, it's a good drinking beer. Yeah, it's. Uh, the guys, the guys who can appreciate a good, light, chuggable beer with a, a little bit of a skunky aroma. I never noticed. See, this is, it's got it's a bit got, of a. It's got a bit of a. Uh, got the a Mexican, a Mexican beer flavor profile to it. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Because we just had Dos Equis the other night. You want one, Sarah? No. Okay. Oh, she's we just, drinking wine. We just had Dos Equis the other night, though, and like the smell. And the taste, the, the body of it, it's very similar. Actually, well, it's, yeah, it's just. I mean, it's a, just your standard. Delicious, chuggable lager. It's delicious. You're not oh, even so. going to cheers oh, before yeah. you cheers. drink it? Sorry. Sorry. It's, it's Land Shark, man. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. uh, I should have bought a 12-pack of that because those are going to be going quick. Well, And if you don't have Land Shark in your neck of the woods, call your congressman. Demand Land Shark. These are the important issues, people. Call your representatives. Demand Land Shark. Or just call Jimmy Buffett. He'll probably just fly you a case. <laughs> What the hell else does he have to do? <laughs> well, he's got the cheeseburger fest every year. Cheeseburger, which, by the way, is also uh, my dad had a huge part in in creating. Jimmy Buffett has um, a 2016 uh, not, tour. Not to brag, but but uh, wait, wait, that's last year. That wouldn't matter. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> never not, mind. Not to brag, but uh, if you haven't heard of the cheeseburger festival in Caseville, Michigan, it went from the first year, <laughs> which was 10 years ago, I believe, there was 4,000 people there. To last year, they had like 120,000 people. It's crazy. You go up and there. My dad's, the my dad's been my dad's been on on it for the for the for the ride the entire time. Yeah. He's been kind of uh, integral. Integral. I don't know. Speaking of Jimmy Buffett, a buddy of mine and uh, and I used to put back quite a few beers, and we had this brilliant idea of opening a restaurant yeah. called the Jimmy Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Cheeseburger in Paradise. Baby. But you have my face on it instead. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's that restaurant called Jimmy Buffett? That's the Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> That's our friend, Jim. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, we're drinking that delicious beer. We're talking about Tremors. We're excited about it. You said that like we wouldn't be. Uh, like it's, like it's shocking that we're excited about no, it. No, I'm just, I'm just stating the facts here. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, out so, of corrections from last week. Yeah, what did week. we get wrong last week? Well, uh, first of all, uh, we were talking about the Wishmaster series. Correct. And you said, uh, you said that's just good, like, good, eight, like, just the, like, good 80s quality, uh, yep. Yep. um, horror. Well, schlocky, schlocky horror. Well, the first Wishmaster came out in 1997, so. Was it 97? 97, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So definitely not the 80s. Nope, nope. <laughs> it was like, it was like, ni- uh, because there's what, four of them? Yes. It was I like 97, so. 99, 2001, and 2003 or something like that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that. What else do you have? Um, I had mentioned that King Kong was 25 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oddly enough, when I went to go look this up to correct myself, it seems as though the actual answer to this is pretty pretty messy. Uh, because they didn't, they did not stick <clears throat> to any standard size in the original King Kong. Right. So I'm going to read an excerpt from here of that uh, IMDb actually has it in the easiest to follow terms. Okay. So bear with me; it's a little bit long, but hopefully it will. For crying out, can uh, you give us the bullet um, points? Sort of. Okay. Uh, Kong's size <laughs> changes throughout the movie. Uh, RKO officially listed him as being 50 feet tall in the film's publicity materials. Mm-hmm. However, uh, he never appears to be quite that tall in the films. The two stop-motion models used for the scenes of the Kong on the island, both of, them, both of these were built to appear 18 feet taller compared to the miniature sets. However, when they got, it seems as though when they got to the city, they had to make him much larger so that he would look menacing by the cars and the trains and all that stuff. Yeah. However, when they built the actual physical um, animatronic hands that grabbed the girl and the big the big face that she acts opposite of, that was made for essentially like a forty foot tall beast. So like, they're all over the map. There's no consistency to Kong's actual height. That being said, which is interesting that you don't you don't really notice that when you're. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, if you pay attention to it, you, you sort of can, right? Because he essentially, like, when he's in the uh, in the city, you know, he's grabbing cars, mm-hmm. and then when you see his hand next to the girl, it's huge. Like, like he should be able to palm an entire car in his hand. It seems like when in with the big models, you know. Uh-huh. Whereas when he's terrorizing the city in stop motion, it's just like he's grabbing the tops of them. Right. So it, a little bit. If, if you pay attention to it, it's weird. Now in um, in uh, blah, 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 what was it? The new King Kong movies, uh, I want to say that he was like 150 foot tall, really? something like that. And in the and in the in the newer in, e- even in the Skull newest, Island and the newest Island, one, he looks like he's huge. like 300 feet yeah, tall. Yeah, well, he, because giant. they had they had to make him the same size as Godzilla because oh. they're doing that crossover. Oh. That's why they rebooted it again. And the new Godzilla, like the the newest one, like the the um, American remake. Yeah. I was thinking about that on the way Massive. here. Actually, guy, yeah, he's yeah. gigantic. And so that's so. why the new Kong in the uh, in the Skull <laughs> Island trailers looks. Just enormous. Yeah. So anyway, right on. what else you got? Uh, so we were talking about the Phantasm release, the uh, the Blu-ray release. Yeah. And you mentioned last uh, last week about how it comes with the the silver ball. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, our buddies at Beyond the Veil, and they were actually talking about how uh, uh, the the American release is not coming with the silver ball. Oh, it's not. No. Just, uh, just the air, like the the UK Arrow release. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go ahead and just buy a region free 
um, region free, region free uh, player. Uh, player. You, yeah. can get, you can get them. Are online. they really that expensive? Or? You're for Blu-ray region free. You're looking at anywhere between seventy-five and one hundred fifty bucks mm. for for a good one. Uh, seventy-five, obviously, the lower quality end, but you're still getting a good player because they're because sure. they're not coming straight from the factory. They're basically they're, they're a guy goes in, jailbreaks it, and oh, then sells really? it. Yeah. Because you can't buy a region free players in the stores. So would it really be that hard to do yourself? Or? You have to know electronics. I mean, if yeah. you knew your way around it and knew what you were doing, probably not. But yeah. that's, um, what, that's what YouTube's for, dude. But I just like I just picked up uh, the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. the UK version that comes in the giant laser disc sized sleeve. Yeah, and it's awesome because I'm a laser disc collector. So this is like perfect. But you can't. I can't. Play it. Well, you well actually you can. Oh. A lot of Blu-rays, um, their region codings. It's weird. They'll just play, they're 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 burned region free, even though the discs say they're region two. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's a weird Blu-ray thing. But huh. uh, a lot of them, though, I want to be able to buy the zero releases like Phantasm. I want that awesome set. You know. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, um, other correction that I had is uh, listen. When talking about the greatest rock and roll band of all time last week, Volbeat. <laughs> Oh, I uh, thought you were referring to Metallica. No, no, nope, nope, Volbeat. Um, <laughs> we mentioned that they were from Norway or that they were Norwegian. No, I just said Norwegian. Norwegian. I didn't say from Norway. To be more specific, they're from Deutschland. That would be German, wouldn't it? No. They're from Denmark. Denmark. You idiot. <laughs> Which is a Nordic country. Yes, so I think all, that's what I meant. Is they're they're Nordic, yeah. not 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 Norwegian. But. You might have meant that, or we also might not follow enough about Volvit. Also, also, also maybe option B on Also, that maybe Mike brought up Volbeat last week when he absolutely shouldn't have because <laughs> because none of us give a shit about Volbeat. It's bring all right, though, Mike. So really, you should just correct yourself Let's and say. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going like 90s hip hop. Okay, um, so uh, we were talking about that the uh, the Lovecraft animated film yes. last week, and I, I forgot the name, and I was like, uh, what is it like? What is it, Harold Lovecraft or say it's Howard? Yeah, Howard, Howard Lovecraft. Okay. Yeah, quick one. Gotcha. Go ahead. That's it. I'm yep. done. Uh, and also, I mentioned. Uh, because what movie were what were we talking about where the uh, the the giant monster was a baby? The giant monster was a baby. Yeah, essentially. The monster was a baby. I can't. Uh, I, honey, I blew up the kid. No, I can't. No, <laughs> that's kind no, of a monster no, movie. No, if you no, think about no, it, though, it not, really not is. literally, not literally. I <laughs> that, just that like, is like Godzilla or King yeah, Kong. Yeah. In in the discu- within the discussion, I said, wasn't there another giant monster movie where the monster they found out that it was essentially a like a baby and baby, it was just yeah. scared? And I mentioned Cloverfield, and I confirmed it. It is in fact Cloverfield. Oh, okay. The monster is uh, technically in, in its infancy gotcha. in that movie. And that's why they kind of, I haven't seen, I've only seen it once and it was back when it came out. Yeah. But they, I think they do say at one point in the movie that it's basically just a scared baby and it's trying to make its way back to the ocean or something like that. So, yeah, that's it for correction. All right. So that brings us to the news. (laughs) (laughs) Is it jazz flute? Yes, flute. Yes, flute. And that's all I learned for today. That's the news. <laughs> I didn't know that you could play the yes flute. I couldn't. I stopped at a pawn shop today. That was really, that was really nice. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was called the news. 
Oh, okay. Shite. What do you have in the news, Michael? All right, so we got our first uh, set photos from Cult of Chucky, and I was very excited to see in on the bottom of the photo, a little off to the side, there is an actual um, puppet, an animatronic puppet of Chucky. So it's not. It seems as though it is not going to be all CG this time around. But what is wrong with that puppet? Well, he's missing a head. Yeah. So they might very well be doing the head CGI, or that was just like a stunt puppet. You know, stunt cock. <laughs> very <laughs> well, well could have been. Do you think is that? Do you think maybe that's how they did uh, Curse of Chucky? Uh, it's possible. Or do you think he was all CG? I think certain shots were all CG, and I have to imagine certain parts in Cult are going to be all CG as well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was just refreshing to see a puppet on set. I really, you know? I really wish that they would. I I wish that they would do all animatronic. Yeah. Because it just looks more doll like when you actually have a I agree. you know a physical doll there. But I plus, can un- when you have a whole franchise though that was all puppet, right? To start changing <clears throat> CG all of a sudden is a little bit jarring. Yeah. You know. Uh, not in like our topic for today, but we'll get there. What are you, you going to we'll do? We'll get there. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to love it probably. Yep. So. Um, just real quick, uh, this is not horror related at all, so I apologize. I'm going to veer off for a second. Um, but I wanted to say this because, uh, it, well, Mary Tyler Moore died yesterday. Yes. Uh, as a kid, I was just absolutely in love with her. Like I saw her on the Dick Van Dyke show. My I used to watch the Dick Van Dyke show with my grandparents, and I just thought she was like, the most beautiful creature on earth. So yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up. That's a, it's a sad passing. And, I, uh, we oddly enough, like I remember, obviously uh, Mary Tyler Moore. You you couldn't not hear of her name growing up or whatever. But I right. never really watched any of the show. I was never exposed to a lot of her um, <clears throat> material. I guess. I mean, the Dick Van Dyke show was great because um, Dick Van Dyke's hilarious, and she was great on that show. And then I used to watch. Is the he Mar- still kicking? Uh yeah. And then, I used, <laughs> and then I used to watch the Mary Tyler Moore show as okay. well. And I, I mean, she was just, she kind of, she broke down a lot of boundaries for, like, for, like, for women. I yeah. think, I think they said that she was the first woman, uh, well, the, the fact that she was like, she was a middle-aged, not middle-aged, but like a, like a woman in her thirties, uh, who wasn't married, had no kids had a job independent and like would you know they they had an episode where she like spent a night with a man which Ooh. was really edgy back then and stuff so it's just it, aside from all that stuff i just always thought she was really funny and i thought she was beautiful and here's, just here's, a, here's some trivia just that a delight has nothing to do with mary tyler moore yeah do you know what the first tv show and i i this hopefully i don't have to correct myself but do you know what the first tv show was to show a husband and a wife sleeping in the same bed. I yes. do know this, but I can't remember. I think it was. Was it the Brady Bunch? No. No, before that. <laughs> no, I think it was after. After? What was it? Okay, I could be very wrong on this. Uh, I I could have sworn the very first one was Home Improvement. No, no, it wasn't the dude. no, no, no. On, on network TV. I for sure seen it on uh, on Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. No. Good night, Mike. Good night, girl. Y- y- like, Let's just forget I said that then. I don't know. Uh, not, Actually, let's cut dude, that out. That's no, cool. no, 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 no. Let's, let's go to our review, Lady Sarah. I think it was actually. Uh, I think it was actually. Uh, I think it was Modern Family, two thousand seven. <laughs> Fuck you. The first husband and wife that stayed. I swear there was something. I think oh. it was actually the Dick Van Dyke Show. I want to say, Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van what Dyke. What is it? What is? Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Sarah will jump in when she finds us. But they also had a, a record of monsters, possibly. 
Hey. Monsters, let me, possibly. Let me, let me do a little mm. bit more research. All right, well, she'll, she'll research that. We'll move on here. Uh, so I'm realizing now after I said that out loud how dumb that sounds. That there was, was something... That there, was incredibly <laughs> dumb. I'm not going to lie. There was something, though, that, that they did on that show that was... I don't know. It was uh, it was the first time that they showed a kid with a with a shaved under bowl bowl cut <laughs> with a really terrible ponytail on the back could of his it. head. That could be it. <laughs> All right, can we let's move on? She'll tell us when she finds out. Uh, so Sean Astin has already been a, a, a confirmed as a, a new addition to Stranger Things season two. Yes, uh, and they just confirmed that he will be the new boyfriend Ooh. of one Joyce Byers, Ooh. aka Winona Ryder. Nice. So yeah. Got Sean, that to look forward Sean to. Sean Aston getting his 90s on. Yeah, get it, son. Nice. It was Monsters and Bewitched. The Monsters oh! and Bewitched. Oh, there we go. You, you were about 30 years <laughs> off, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, I'm dumb. Yep, I'm dumb. You are, yes. Uh, so in 2019, <laughs> uh, a certain James Cameron gets back par- part of the rights to the Terminator franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 35-year clause, I guess, <clears> and 2019 is the magical year, and he has plans. Uh, he is in early talks with Deadpool director uh, Tim Miller, yep. and they are in talks to do a reboot mm-hmm. and also a conclusion yeah. to the series. So it's not like they're going to reboot Terminator and then add a closing to the series. I'm not sure why you would do both. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And uh, uh, but it, Actually, just a little fun fact I heard about this is uh, in the reboot, uh, um, so Sarah Connor will be in it again, and for the first time ever, they're actually going to show a woman uh, with a skirt above her knees. <laughs> it's gu- it's going to go all the way above her knees, Mike. It's going to be incredibly risque. This is nuts. This is nuts, man. Listen, listen. <laughs> you fool! Not in Trump's America! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Um, uh, Speaking of James, uh, sorry, go on. James Blunt? What? No, 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 no. Two actresses who have been confirmed uh, for parts in Saw Legacy, the upcoming yes. Saw Legacy. Did you know it's been seven years since the last Saw movie? Can you believe that? Oh, uh, yeah. Gosh. Time is flying, my yeah, man. Yeah, that, that's true, it is. Uh, bitten actress Laura Vandervoort and Hannah Anderson from what? Bitten actress, Smallville actress Laura Vandervoort. Okay. Oh, she was uh, she was Supergirl. Super oh yeah, yeah. She's, oh yeah, yeah. Get and uh, and Hannah Anderson from Lizzie Borden took an axe. So uh, they will both be in Saw Legacy. So nice. Looking looking forward to it. Nice. Um, so I've been excited for the last little bit about Neil Bloomkamp's Alien Five, which picks up after Aliens mm-hmm. and basically erases the the shitstorm that was Alien 3 (laughs) and Alien Resurrection. And uh, it would appear now that Ridley Scott is getting all alien drunk now Mm. and is doing two more alien films after Alien Covenant. Mm. And pretty much it's going to be a slim chance that we're going to see Bloom Camp's version of Alien 3 slash 5, however you want to say it. Which is very sad to me because I was so looking forward to that. I love Neil Bloomkamp. Mm -hmm. I know that his stuff is pretty polarizing. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I would have killed to see his version of an Aliens movie. Yeah, he does does sci-fi very well. So so that would have been cool. That's unfortunate. Thanks, um, thanks Ridley. Thanks, Ridley, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, so it sounds like uh, Richard Kelly, who is the the original director of Donnie Darko, yes, is planning on uh, a proper Donnie Darko sequel. 
Well, he wants to. He's interested in the idea. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. It's not, I mean, it sounds like sounds like he's really pushing for yeah. it. So because there at, was there was S Darko that came after Donnie Darko, which focused on uh, his, which was not received well. Yeah, I, I never his, I never, on his I never saw it, but I didn't I didn't hear a, about a lot of people you know raving about it yeah. or anything. So that'd be cool to get mm-hmm. a, a a real sequel out of that. Yeah, I I would be interesting. It'd be it'll be I'm I'm interested <clears throat> to see what they do with it because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that movie needs a sequel i think it's a pretty perfect slice of cinema Mm -hmm. on its own um but we'll see as long as it's the oh hi as long (laughs) as long as it's uh him doing it you know yeah i'm I'm, I'm on board yeah for sure um so tom jane is in final talks thomas jane thomas thomas uh is in final talks to appear in shane black's the predator which I am Ooh. super excited about. Oh yeah, I love Thomas Jane. Now he's Shane Black's amazing. They're the saying amazing, like he's so. actually going to be like the like the Arnold. He's going to be the one oh, really? fighting the I predator. Didn't, I didn't read that, but yeah, I think that's what I heard. Even still, well, it's an ensemble. It's an ensemble pick. Well, so, sure. Yeah. And there's not going to be one standout star. It's going to be the group. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, it was. A, so was, it was so was Suicide Squad though. And we all was, know how that happened. It was. A, I, I didn't <laughs> see that movie. It was. It was a group. It was a group in Predators as well, but all, everybody. I mean, Adrian yeah. Brody was yeah, kind of the, the he had the most star power, right? That's true. Um, <clears throat> so, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. So we've we've talked about them, Coral. even though <laughs> even though <laughs> Coral. <laughs> we've talked about them, even though none of us watch it for yeah. the last couple weeks. But you got to bring it up. Uh, so there was this whole thing about them. We talked about it last week about them toning down the violence after the. Uh, you know the shocking first first episode yeah. of the season, which, by the way, you posted on Tumblr and I did watch it, and uh, I mean it is shockingly violent. Like he, Negan kills the first guy and that's not that bad, mm-hmm. but then when he kills Glenn, which is the one I think everybody was really freaking out about because he's a beloved character. Yep. Uh, I mean it's pretty messed up. Like he bashes him in the head and his eye starts to pop out and like Glenn's brain is completely scrambled at yep. that point. Like he goes to talk and it's just like word salad coming out of his mouth. And then he bashes his brains into the ground. And then that's kind of that to me wasn't the most shocking part. It was they cut away to like t- to the people like Rick and and everybody crying and then they cut back to Glenn's dead body with his brain smashed on the ground. And he's—you can see that he's still breathing, and his yep. hands are twitching and stuff. Like that's some pretty heavy yeah. shit. That's a, that was like when I watched it, I was like, it's not quite as bad, but on par with the the fire extinguisher scene from Irreversible, which is which I have not seen. Pretty gnarly. Um, that being said, there's a difference. That being though, my said, hope- if I were a, if I were a, a, a viewer of the show, or if I if I were a fan of the show, it, I mean, it's. It is what it is. Like they get, they do whatever they can get away with, and if they can push those boundaries and and get there, then 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 do it. You know. Well, yeah, and 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 not to get back on that whole thing, but uh, what they're saying now though is that they are absolutely not toning down the violence. Right. What you saw in that that season opener was was that brutal for a purpose for a reason and that's not the whole series it never has been well, it's it was, toned back down since then it was the producer one of the one of the executive producers who or galen heard yeah galen heard she said we're toning it down after this and then uh the showrunner scott m gimple and executive producer slash director slash Phen- my my wet dream <laughs> special <laughs> effects phenom greg nicotero yep 
uh, they both said we're absolutely not toning down the violence. Yeah. We it's just that it's getting back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to go back to what AKA Walking boring. Dead is usually, <laughs> aka just a bunch of like you might see a zombie every four or five episodes. I don't know. Anyway, uh, do you have anything else? Uh, yes, Michael Doherty. Even though we have talked about <clears throat> this uh, a little bit in the past because he was rumored, mm-hmm. uh, they made the official announcement. Michael Doherty is in fact directing the next Godzilla movie. Nice. So, like I said, that's something that everybody kind of knew, but it but it wasn't uh, official yet. So right. they they have made it official though at this point. So it's official. They uh, they shook on it. They toasted. They toasted a land shark uh, premium <laughs> lager, and uh, it's official. Uh, so. You have anything else? Uh, just real quick, this is just fun news. Uh, Halloween this year is going to be awesome because Trick or Treat Studios yeah. is making Goosebumps masks oh, dude. from the Haunted Mask yes. and Slappy from uh, Night of the Living Dummy. I will. Super I will buy the Haunted yeah, Mask. It looks sick. Dude. That was my first Goosebumps movie that I owned. Yep. And it was one of my favorite. And that, movie or book? Uh, both. I own the movie. It's got. It's like I've never that, seen. The, I've never seen the movie. Like the bit. I've got the big clamshell VHS. Yeah. Hell yeah. I see that out and about all the time. <laughs> I should probably pick it up. Dude, pick it up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll pick that up. I'll, I'll pick up that mask because I, yeah. I think it's sweet. It'll probably be crazy expensive, but yeah, whatever. I make so much money being a stay-at-home dad that you don't even know. (laughs) I mean, just I mean, you have to like one of your kids less than the other, right? Just to sell that little bastard off. No, shut up! (laughs) Don't even joke about it. Uh, So, last thing I have is uh, is this Via Vision or Via Vision? I I don't know. I I never know. I'm just gonna say Via Vision because it sounds cooler. March eighth. They announced uh, out on Blu-ray will be the Fly Ultimate Collection, and this sounds pretty awesome. Ooh. So it's uh, The Fly, 1958, Return of the Fly, uh, Ooh, fi- 1959. Trivia, what massive star had his very first role in The Fly 2? The original Fly 2. L- L- the original, yep. as in Return of the yep. Fly? Uh, Jack Nicholson. No. Oh, um, who? Clint Eastwood. His very first role, he's a lab tech. In the fly too, oh. Return of the Fly. Yep. Yeah, I think you told me that before. It's pretty cool. That's why, and, and as an Easter egg, if I'm remembering correctly, in uh, which Back to the Future was the West three. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the third movie, there is a poster outside of a cinema or something like that, and it has like a bunch of John Wayne and Clint Eastwood stuff. But that also has a Return of the Fly poster. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, kind of cool. Well, here's a little Easter egg to our episode. If you if you uh, listen to Mike say Easter egg, and then you skip ahead 20 seconds, you can hear me talk about the rest of this collection. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one to have. <laughs> so Return of the Fly 59, uh, Curse of the Fly 65, then the 30th uh, anniversary special edition of Cronenberg's The Fly, Ooh, which is Special just a trivia. F- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 1986, which is one of the best... Oh, yeah. One of the best body horror creature features. Well, it has one of the best bodies in it, too. Oh, yeah. Mm. One of the best whores. Mm. Oh, Goldblum. Mm. You sexy bastard. Just just bloom all over my my gold. (laughs) Like a blooming onion? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was going to make a really sick joke. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Never mind. Uh, And then also the Fly 2 Special Edition, 1989. Five-disc collection... 
tons and tons of special features that comes out March 8th. It should be really cool. Interesting. There was I another... Want you to, I want you to pick it up. So that you can watch so it. So that you can bring it over. There actually was another <laughs> Fly Collection already out on DVD. Was it? But I don't think... This would have new features and stuff I like that. I think so, yeah. This one had none of that. It was just a collection of the movies. Mm. And I'm actually kind of happy I didn't pick that up now because... That was I DVD? Can, yeah. Well, yeah. this is blue. It's that's all, that's have, what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. Um, all right. So that's all I have for it? the news. Boom! That was the news. Cheer! That... <laughs> That's it. Short and sweet, baby. <laughs> now we can move on to the tofu. Oh, Jesus, you did it again. You did it. This is the third week in a row. It's you be- skipped what we watched. Okay, did you did you watch something today? I just watched so that you could stop doing this. Three things over the course of the last week. What? So now we have to sit and listen to you talk about three movies? Nobody no, wants to do that. because one of them wasn't horror. I'm just illustrating the fact that I had time to do Tell it. Tell us the non-horror one first. Uh, I watched The, uh, the Professional. Or the theatrical oh, ver- or the like, national like version. Leon, Leon, yeah, Leon, Leon the professional. Never seen it before. Oh, dude, great that movie. Movie was not only was it amazing, uh, that movie um, was au- it's awkward to watch. It's super awkward to watch. Twelve year old Natalie Portman ooze this sexuality that <sighs> clearly she doesn't know what to do with though because she's so young, and it's awkward. Like it is so awkward when they're in the restaurant and they're eating dinner and she's crawling over the table on her hands and knees trying to make out and kiss Leon. It's like, what the guy... What? Ah! <laughs> I'm surprised that her Mike parents... Was, Mike, oh, felt, shut up. Mike felt so torn in that moment. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, I, the whole time that I'm thinking about something... My, like, my body wants me to be turned on. How did her parents, though, read the script and be okay with all this? Because she smokes in it. She curses like a storm in it. She's like this sexually provocative 12-year-old. It's... it's, it's so weird tonally like but the, movie, know, but the movie's it, amazing though because when you have young actors and actresses that take risks like that they generally well, go, they paid off because yeah, she mean, is the Natalie Portman of today right well, she she is indeed the Natalie Portman of today but I mean like <laughs> you, I, like Chloe Grace Moretz she's mm-hmm. getting tons of work look sure. at one of the first things she did uh, kick ass mm-hmm. she was like 11 oh, years right, old right. just dropping the, the cunt bomb <laughs> you know like Whoa. and I, I don't know like I, I, I think when you take risks like that when you're a young actor or actress it uh it ends up paying off you know what i mean that, no, that I, reminds me people of, uh, see that you're kind of willing to go the distance yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I think i think we watched it last week maybe prior to the episode you and i but it was the uh <clears throat> taking risks that young school that was doing the uh the theater theatrical play of scarface with like the six-year-olds and seven-year-olds what <laughs> really i don't <laughs> think we like, that they're this like is, uh, this is real yeah, yeah yeah and it was this elementary school and the parents are off they're watching it's a video of the play and they're like <laughs> I'm going to shoot you, you mother fudger. And, and he has a big pile of popcorn on top of the desk. And he's like, say hello to my little friend. And That's amazing. And he shoots him and he dies. And, and he just dives face first But none into of those popcorn. kids made it anyway. So when, you're, when your kids grow up, get involved in the theater and you guys can do the professional for your school play. There you go. <laughs> Maybe Mike can uh, find a link to that and share it on the Buzzkill podcast. I think I could. Uh, anyway, so down to the horror stuff the that I did watch. There, I did. Down the now the bleh, I can't talk. Back to the horror stuff that I watched up. I found and picked up a copy of Stephen C. Miller's Submerged, which I had been looking forward to seeing for a long time. Oh, that's the one with the limo underwater. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about uh, there's a uh, the rich kid. She has a driver because her dad's like a millionaire or whatever, and uh, they're going to a party. And so uh, automatically you don't give a shit about her. Well, she's actually not the. It's nah, this movie's weird. Um, they go to a party. They end up getting run off the road uh, over a bridge, and they get sucked into the the. Uh, the river out that's going out to the ocean essentially and uh the car though is it's it's completely sealed because it's bulletproof and it's a 
a fortress on wheels essentially oh so, so it holds in the water she was like really rich then oh yeah yeah uh so it, it held the water out though so that's why they had the time inside it flooded a little bit but not it's weird though if it was flooded a little bit you would think that it would continue flooding through the same way the water got in to begin with yeah you would think but re- mm. I, I i digress holes. Um, this movie was good um the the character arcs are confusing and also um, and also if it if it just flooded a little bit was it on it's top up to it's up to like the bottoms of the seats so when they're sitting on the so, seat they're so butts the, in water so the car is essentially floating at the surface no well, no then, it's all, i know that's well that makes no sense well then, then you wouldn't have a movie so because <laughs> they would just be dead um this movie's a little bit confusing with the characters uh, because they don't introduce all the characters in the normal way in the beginning uh-huh. because you're essentially you're just on along the ride and you're learning about the characters as you go, and I I always wonder why movies cast actors that look similar to each other, especially when you have a movie that doesn't explain the characters right away, because some of them you don't because a lot of the the a lot of the show is flashbacks to now flashbacks to now and all that stuff. Uh, and and so you see these characters and ones you know if if they look similar you don't know if that's them they're supposed to be them when they're younger they, you know it, it's just kind of confusing and this movie had a lot of that you end up understanding it by the end but uh, the first half of the movie when you're when you're watching it though it can be a little bit a uh, little bit jarring uh, that being said there's some really good scenes of them about, once you get about halfway through the movie the scenes that are inside the limo when they're crashed uh, get really good uh, up until this point. All of the scenes in the limo is just them yelling and screaming, and it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they calm down and they actually get into the drama of what they're gonna do, <clears throat> it gets really good. I always um, I, I appreciate a movie where they can where you can make one location like where you can make one location work. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not the whole movie though. Like I said though, right, because there's tons of flashbacks. Like so half the movies and flashbacks, but, and then you have the whole ending. Not to give any spoilers away, but you have the whole ending that takes place outside of it too. So it's like, oh. and there's a lot of twists and there's a lot of choices they made that I wasn't crazy about. Not my favorite um, Stephen C. Miller movie, to be quite frank. Right on. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I followed that up with a movie called Lost After Dark, um, uh, directed by Ian Kesner. Um, I think this is his first movie. He doesn't have much to his name. Mm-hmm. Starring Robert Patrick, the Robert Ooh, Patrick, I do like as Robert a Patrick. as a militant high school principal, uh, vice principal. So like he, the faculty? No, he was the coach in the he faculty, was the coach, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. But he's like very militarized, like talking like a soldier or, you know, whatever. Um, it's a, it's, he's it's a, perfect for that kind of stuff, by the way. It, he is, and he's really good in it. Yeah. Uh, this movie, it, it was made in 2015, and it's an homage to 80s slasher movies. That's what it wanted to be. And its fault is that it tried too hard to be that. The characters, uh, none of the characters are believable that they would be hanging out doing what they're doing. Um, Why is that? Because, because the character types just they don't, they don't mesh. They, these, a lot of these kids hate each other, yet they're stealing a school bus to go spend the night in, in at a cabin for a weekend. So why would these people even be together? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Sounds sounds pretty typical yeah, for well, it my, is. my it, high school experience. Well. <laughs> stealing school buses with people I hate. You um, know. One thing that I did like, though, is that the killer in this, because it is just a, a slasher movie, uh-huh. uh, the killer, though, does not wear a mask. He's just a crazy dude that everybody thought was dead but wasn't. And he's he's, he's just a dude. Hmm. And I thought that was an interesting take on it because usually it's all guy in a mask business and you know whatever. So I thought it was interesting that they they decided just to make him a crazy guy with a legit backstory. They know who he is, you know, one of those kind of things. But uh, it's not not the greatest movie in the world. But if you're a fan of '80s slashers, you know, and you see it, it's worth it's worth a watch. It's right a fun on. fun one. And you said you had another one? Nope, that's it. Oh, I thought you said you watched three. 
Yeah, one was the professional. Oh, get the professional. It. That's right. I completely forgot you said Stop said breaking that. computers and get with the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now. Now. Go ahead. We can get into the tofu. <laughs> the tofu. <laughs> so, the tofu. We're talking about Tremors, which the first Tremors movie came out in 1990. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Oh, it did. Okay. <laughs> uh, we... The Tremors, the first Tremors movie was, uh, I've always had a special place in my heart for it. I hadn't seen it in a few years, and when we rewatched it for this, I forgot how absolutely great and that movie is. How oh, yeah, much it holds awesome. up, and like even by today's standards, yeah. it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a great creature feature. It's mm-hmm. uh, I, it, there's Because it's got a little bit of everything. There's some comedy, there's actually some pretty good like tension, Yeah, and... Uh, and I, I, you you and I both kind of said uh, while we were watching it the uh, the relationship between Kevin Bacon and Fred, Fred Ward. Ward. It's perfect. Which is uh, their character is Valentine McKee, which is an awesome name mm-hmm. by the way, and uh, Earl Bassett. They just have like this really cool uh, back and forth between them they, throughout the entire movie. And yeah, it's, it's, their, their relationship is spot on for what those characters actually needed to be. Right. Um, I love how the whole town <laughs> is just filled with nothing but characters. Yeah. Like, they're all individual all character types, character yet they, types, but yeah. they work so well together, you know? Mm-hmm. They're very, like, symbiotic off of each other. Well, because if you... If, so, if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know what Tremors is, it's, uh... <laughs> natives of a small, isolated town defend themselves against strange underground creatures which are killing them one by one. And, uh... And they do just that. Underground goddamn monster. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, like we said, Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward are in it. Uh, Michael Gross, who this is, Michael Gross plays a, a character called Burt Gummer, and he will go on to be the this is this leading is, man for the entire series. This is the this is the role that Michael Gross was born to play, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And he came he came off uh, just off of Family Ties. He was doing yeah. Family Ties for years and years and years. And uh, one of the things that he has said in uh, in interviews is that. Once he was done with Family Ties, he never in a million years wanted to play... Like the wholesome un- father figure? No, again not, or, yeah, oh. no, no, he never wanted to play one character again. He never mm. wanted to be stuck into one character. And I think he said this uh, during the making of Bloodlines, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Here he is, 20 years later, however long it's been, uh, you know, and, and he's he's still playing it. Or 16 years, 17 years. Well, um, but he, great, and he's still playing that it's character, It's a great though. character, though, you know? it's uh, I, 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 Like, he's done other stuff since then, though. It's not like he's just been oh, no, 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 stuck no. in Burt Gummer. But, uh, what if he played Burt Gummer in every other movie he did, though? That would be <laughs> that'd amazing. Be, that'd be fine with me. I'd probably see a lot more movies. Um, so anyway, uh, the the story of this movie is uh, uh, you have you have Valentine McKee who is Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward, Earl Bassett who is Fred Ward, and they're just these two guys. They uh, they're dreamers. They have like big plans of getting out of this tiny town of perfection, mm-hmm. which has a has a, po- <laughs> has a has a popu- has a population of fourteen. So they're they're two of fourteen who live in this town, and. Uh, Throughout the entire movie, they're just talking about ways to hit the big time or strike it rich and and get out of there. And uh, um, so you just kind of follow them around the town for a while, doing just random odd jobs and stuff like that. And then weird things start to happen. Yeah, you know, worm, worm, wormy things. Weird, wormy things. 
Um, <laughs> Sounds like perfection to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, take it for a second. Um, yeah, Jim will be back grabbing a beer in five, four, three, two, one. Grab my beer, I'm back. <laughs> so, well, it's funny because every time oh, they try I guess to I'm leave, not taking it. no, you're not. Every, <laughs> every time they try to leave, though, something happens. Mm-hmm. The road gets closed down. They find a dead guy. They, they something keeps drawing. <laughs> you them. say that as if it's just matter of fact. Like well, we're trying to leave town, and we find a dead guy. Uh, yeah, there's uh... <laughs> one of the best scenes in the movie is they go to old man Fred's house and uh, they're looking around for him. They can't see him, and this is just a bril- brilliant acting on on. Uh, Kevin I want to say Kevin Bacon. I want to say Kevin Costner. I, this is not a Kevin Costner. Not film. Kevin Costner. <laughs> uh, brilliant acting is he pulls up this hat that's on the ground and there's old man Fred's face underneath. He goes, <laughs> oh, oh, what the hell? Hey, what the hell? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that was that was one of the best parts of the movie, honestly. Um, um, no. Th- so so anyway, like the the so you have uh, so you have those two guys. You have uh, Finn Carter who plays Rhonda LeBeck. Uh-huh. They they meet her out in the desert, and she's a she's a grad student who's doing uh, studies on seismic uh, seismic anomalies that are yeah. happening out in the middle of the desert. So she comes into play. Uh, Michael Gross obviously plays Burt Gummer, like we said. Reba, Reba, Reba McIntyre plays Heather Gummer, which uh, uh-huh. who is his uh, his lovely wife, who will remain and, in the series in name only, pretty much throughout every uh, yeah, every kinda, re- yeah. Burt just, just this was can't this, let her go. <laughs> this was Reba's uh, this was Reba's debut, debut. and uh, well, she kills it in it too. She really does figuratively She's, and literally. <laughs> yeah. Like this was because. Uh, uh, so so this uh, this was directed by Ron Underwood. Yes, and it was written written and who produced. he did he did uh, City Slickers and then the '90s version of Mighty Joe Young. Well, this was his first movie yes. though. Yeah, uh, and it was written by written and produced by S. S. Wilson and uh, Brent Maddock. And uh, the studio came to them and said, "We have this country singer. You know, she's a popular country singer. She's looking to break into the movies. So uh, why don't you give her a shot?" And they're like. <clears throat> Oh jeez, we like the last thing we need is a celebrity trying to act, you know. Yeah. Uh, not an actor celebrity, but like a, a different kind of celebrity yep. trying to act in our movie. And she came in to read and she she killed it, you mm-hmm. know. So uh so she ended up playing Heather Heather Gummer and the, How would how and, would you and, feel as Reba coming into this though? That would be like like uh like big time country star Blake Shelton, right? Doing a a creature like just really yeah, weird creature feature Wars. movie for the first time. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be weird for her, though, thinking, I'm going to make my big acting debut, and it's in this movie about giant underground worms. <laughs> like, that had to have been a little bit weird for her. I don't know. I mean, like, the setting of the movie seems pretty appropriate, though. She's a country girl, so it's it's out in the middle that's of true, nowhere. And, that's true. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, like, growing up, I'm, she grew up down south, you know? That's so true. growing up down south, she's around firearms. She's around people who are constantly preparing for preppers. The worst, yeah. Because <laughs> basically, uh, Bert Gummer and Heather Gumper are are they're doomsday preppers yeah. for for lack of a better term. And uh, you know they have this house up on the hill that's completely fortified, and they have an arsenal that any doomsday prepper would be. <laughs> it's a pretty formidable arsenal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then down in town and it, it, down in this little town, you have it's it's just this busted broken down little town which we find out later in the series is uh old mining it, town it, it at least goes back to the 1800s mm-hmm. 
And uh, there's a few other people, uh, a couple families that live there. Uh, an old man, uh, Chang, who mm-hmm. uh, Victor, Walter, Victor, Walter Chang. Victor Wong, played by Victor Wong, yep. the the grandpa from uh, Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. <laughs> uh, and he owns a little market. little shop in town. It's a market. It's just this. It's the complete. It's it, it's basically what it's what you would think of as a as a. A, de- it out. <laughs> a desert, a desert town. It's just perfection. in the middle. Yeah, it's perfection. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's like five houses and a, yep. a market, and that's uh, it. Another notable actress in it is uh, uh, Ariana Ari- Richards. Yeah, that's the one. I want to say Ariana Grande. Like, that's not the one. <laughs> that's not the one. Uh, <laughs> Ariana Richards, who you would know as uh, the little girl in Jurassic Park, yeah, is in it, and uh, she's she's and- fun. It's it's fun to see her. In another another movie because yeah, I didn't well this really... was this was pre Jurassic Park so she oh, was, was even... it really well yeah I mean she she was just a little That's tiny right, yeah. girl in it yeah, yeah you're right wow um but uh, anyway so on to uh, let's get into some uh, some discussion about this movie first of all yes uh, you guys both saw this when you were little kids right correct, correct. right w- what was your initial thought when you saw it, when oh, you saw it as shit! <laughs> But no, it, it was. I wasn't so much scared, but it was more like when they just came out of the sand. I was, I was, I was freaked out. But during the rest of the, the uh, movie, it was just like this action thriller. But it was, you know, when it's it, actually, the part when they're like right there in your face and they're trying to kill you. That then I'd be freaking out. But when yeah. you just see it coming, it's, it was just suspenseful. That's, it's, a, it's actually pretty fun too. It's like a, it's like a fun yeah. movie. You know, it's it, not it, really. It's that's not really how a lot that of scary. giant monster movies are though, too. Though, yeah, or monster true. movies in general. Like, it's a, you have your monster movies that are like horror movies, mm-hmm. and then on the flip coin of that, there's nothing in between. It's either it's a monster movie or it's like a fun loving monster movie. That makes sense. It's a horror movie or like a fun loving action comedy yeah. sort of with monsters right a lot of um, this falls into it's still genre category. it's still all genre it, it, stuff it wasn't the same feel to me as something like like paranormal activity where the whole time i'm going okay we've been sitting here for for about 20 minutes oh shit what's gonna, what's gonna <laughs> jump out when's it gonna jump out right but, like you're just like you're clenching your ass waiting right. for something to happen it, it, it was entertaining <laughs> and the, their dialogue yeah. and everything was mm-hmm. was entertaining and even funny at sometimes you know oh, yeah, even more so funny. retrospecting on it now like like uh, hearing some of the things they said, like how they would phrase things. Right. And, when uh, when compared to the rest of the um, the rest of the series too, I think the first movie, it does a better job in the in the first movie of really driving home the don't touch the ground aspect. Yeah. You know, in all the other movies, it doesn't seem quite as fearful to be running across the ground. Right. Where in this one, if you touched that ground. They were right there on you, and it was, and so it was kind of like when you were a kid when you used to play lava. I was gonna say and you would this throw movie, the couch cushions on the ground, yeah, and you'd exactly. off the ground. This like, movie was the equivalent of playing yeah. hot lava when yep. we were younger, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, and I, I actually and, there was there was some scenes uh, when I was younger that really scared the hell out of me, like the the one toward the beginning of the movie where the doctor and his wife, uh, like they're so, so they're building their house out on that uh, out on the land. Yep. And they're they're sitting there, you know, having a beer after a day's work, like laying some, laying some foundation. He's, he's or just something. laying some pipe. <laughs> just laying <laughs> pipe in the back of his station wagon, and uh, and and but um, so their generator goes underground. First of all, if your generator just disappears underground, yeah, it's a little weird. But as soon as it gets spit up into the air like thirty feet and then lands, just get in your car and go. Well, it got spit up afterwards. Uh, no. He 
Well, he so pulls the cord out, and the cord ends up being ripped, and then it gets spit up. Yeah. Okay. At, at that point, you go to your car and you, and you, fuck out and you leave. <laughs> get the hell out of Dodge. But, but he's like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's some like underwater hot or underground hot springs. I've heard of this before. No, man, you've never heard of this. Just get in your car and fucking leave. But he doesn't because he's dumb. He ends up underground. Yep. Uh, but the part that really freaked me out when I was younger is, uh, so the wife jumps back in the car. She might have been fine if she would have, you know, been in there and been quiet, but she knocks over the radio yep. and the radio turns on. Yep. And then uh, the car gets sucked under the ground. That part, for some reason, when I was when I was young, like seeing the, the, the headlights yeah. point it's up into the sky scene. and then disappear. Like, yeah, when I think of tremors, of me. When I think of tremors, I think of three things. I think of the graboids, mm-hmm. I think of pole vaulting, and I think of the station wagon. <laughs> like, those are the three things, like, the images that pop into my head, though. Yeah. And, like, the image of them, like, wiping the dirt off of the station wagon underground, as a kid, you're just like, oh, my God, that whole car is sucked underground. Right. Um, come to find out, though, when, when we were doing our research for the episode, that whole scene was supposed to play out very different. It was supposed to be a lot longer. It was supposed to be a lot longer. They, yeah. they ran out of. They literally just ran out of light to film it. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that they li- ran out of light. Or ran like, out uh, of nighttime or something. No, it was uh, the uh, the stuff. So essentially, what what it was, it was it was a mixture of dirt and I can't remember what he said it was mm-hmm. mixed with, but it was like this compound that would make the soil very soft. So you could pull stuff. So that it, you yeah. could pull the car down, and they couldn't get the effect to look right because they they wanted her to kick out the the windshield. Yep. And, and then, she would be on and the then car climb, and go climb down up on it. the bumper, and then the whole car would get sucked yep. under. But the last thing you see is just the car tipping upward, and then you see the headlights shining yes. up into the sky. Yep. And they had to end up they they basically had to end up doing settling with that because they couldn't get that that um, compound to get soft enough to where well, they could pull the entire but car. To under. add to that, though, one of the things that they had mentioned though is also they only had that one night to film that though right and so they did they didn't have time to go back and redo it that's where i was talking about where they ran out of time oh yeah like they it was that it was that but they also didn't have the time to go back to do it properly either yeah they they were kind of stuck with what they had because it's actually what i mean this was a this was a pretty low budget movie so they really didn't i mean the budget was 11 million dollars yeah which you know i mean to us to us that sounds like well to yeah nowadays it's peanuts but to us like if somebody gave us eleven even, million dollars and said make a day, movie, though, we'd be like, yeah. Even back in the gonna... day, though, that's you've heard of smaller movies being made for way more. Yeah. Like back in the '90s when they were just throwing money at projects yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So well, eleven well, this, million dollars isn't well, really all a, that. I mean, crazy. this was considered a kind of a, a low budget B movie, B mm-hmm. horror flick, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it only grossed sixteen million. Well. Well, it, it grossed sixteen million in bo- at, in the box office. Yes, which you know technically kind of makes it a flop, but then when it came out on VHS, yeah, it was a it flop. Just, it blew up. It was a flop in theaters, but yeah. yeah, the whole market really, really, really helped it. Right. Another thing when we were uh, when we were watching the movie, we thought it was funny how every time it seems like they should be cursing, they're just saying something else, <laughs> and it looked weird. It almost looked like one of those TV dubs, only instead of. Them saying, you know, what the fruit is that? You know, like, they had the actual <laughs> actors saying something else. And uh, come to find out that that's because they really are saying something else. And the MPAA were going to give it an R rating no matter what because yeah. of language. Nothing else but language. They dropped so, like 20, 20 F-bombs or something like that. So they went back and re-edited it themselves with different words. <laughs> like, like... Uh, uh, like, can you fly, you sucker? Yeah. That, it's supposed to be, can you fly, you fucker? Or motherfucker or something. At, at like. that time, I, I, I don't know if it's exactly the same now, but they only allowed one 
non-sexual f word per movie. Yeah, to, uh, to, keep, it my, up, to keep it at to PG-13. keep it at PG thirteen. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And, so, and saw the one, one they left. And saw the one they left in Tremors when you know when he when they killed that uh you know when they uh, killed a graboid and they were like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that. That was Is that, that's the only one that they left in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. It's, so one well, the other one they say. <laughs> As far as I know, anyway. So. Because uh, I, Mike and I were watching it, and, and they say something uh, uh, like, uh, "We killed, we killed that mother humper." And at the time, <laughs> at the time, I asked Mike, I was like, "Did that sound weird to you?" And he's like, "No, I, I didn't notice anything weird." But then you go back and you hear, like, "Yeah, I did. they were originally said we killed that motherfucker." <laughs> like. It, it, I guess it makes sense because especially with a movie like this, if it's if it's a low budget movie and you're trying to trying to get uh, you know like aiming at getting the the the, the biggest crowd you can in, PG thirteen was probably the way to go. Oh, for sure. I'd I'd say I'd say even nowadays, like if you're making a low budget movie, you want to probably keep it under R rated if you can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. I think so. Um. Another thing about this movie, like that, to me is is the biggest achievement in the entire movie, is its visual effects. Yeah. Um, hundred percent practical effects in this. As back in the '90s, you know, is right on the cusp of all these amazing '80s heyday of, of practical effects. And it's just before they started using that bad '90s CG that everybody knows a lot about. Um, and and not only that, it was all practical. I didn't actually know this, and it makes sense now that I'm now that I know it. But I did not realize how much miniatures were used oh, in the yeah. making of this movie. Yeah. More, most specifically, you know the the scene where the tremor busts through uh, Bert and Heather's basement and mm-hmm. they kill the first one with all their guns. The first time you see the elephant gun, right. yeah, that is miniature set interlaced with real life set, right. and it's flawless. There is if you if you did not know, there is no way that you could ever tell that was a miniature set. Right. They did such a good job with it. Well, cuz there's actually even a scene where uh where uh, Bert drops a rifle at his feet and then they do like a quick um uh uh what do they call it? A, a whip, whip shot. Yeah, whi- uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah, whip. Yeah, whip focus or a just a, just a whip, camera whip. A whip pan. Whip pan, yeah. A whip pan. They do a quick whip pan from his feet over to the monster and once they said it i actually went back and i rewatched that scene you can see the cut but you would never notice you would never you would never know it so they actually like they had the the gun dropping at his feet and then they did the quick whip pan up to the monster Mm -hmm. and when they do that pan they're going from an actual you know live action uh it wasn't actually michael gross it was like one of the producer's feet or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah and then whip panned up to the monster and <clears throat> that pan is to a miniature and it looks looks pretty flawless like i said if you don't watch it frame by frame or whatever or really look out for it uh you wouldn't you would never notice yeah it, which is but cool it's, it's just a, they did an absolutely incredible job on yeah. it though like uh a lot of the graboids too there's like people <clears throat> inside like inside those graboids pulling stuff and what well, like, was uh tom pretty tom, nuts. tom woodruff jr yeah who was the main uh special effects huge guy. huge name in the special effects industry and he's actually played uh, he's he's got uh, a ton of credits like acting credits as creatures as well yeah. Like he played like pretty much any time from from like the eighties until now. If you've seen like a gorilla in a movie, it's usually him inside the gorilla suit. Guy's got a thing for gorillas. <laughs> I guess so. If I'm not, he mis- was actually he was Goro from Mortal Kombat too. 
Ah. If you watch, you know how the we, background, yeah. we watch the making of, that's Goro sitting yep. right behind yep. him. So that's, that's I, pretty cool. I'm pretty sure he played Pumpkinhead as well. Uh, yeah, Fairly certain. Pump- and right. and uh, the alien. There's a connection between Pumpkinhead and aliens too, though. I don't know if he played it, but he did the effects for one. Th- I, there's, there's a connection there. I, I don't want to be wrong. Was, but He might have actually been in one of them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he's a, a legendary effects artist, though. You, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned KMB did the effects for... Four. Four. Yes. Um, uh, Howard Berger and Bob Kurtzman actually did effects in one. As oh, well. did they really? Yeah. So this is before K and B was established, probably right. then. So they were. Wow, that's cool. I did not know that. They were just on the team. You know, it was before they were the legends that they are now. Nice. So, um, um, well, another thing that uh, if you watch the DVDs and you watch the the, the uh, making of and whatnot, you learn that there was an original ending, and they actually show the original ending in the in the making of, which I thought was pretty cool because it, it harkens back to the beginning of the movie where every single time they try to leave town, they would get turned around for something and they'd have to go back to perfection. Right. And uh, in the original ending, uh, in the ending that you get theatrically. You know, Kevin Bacon ends up with the geologist and and or seismologist. Is that the proper name for it? Uh, seismologist. That sounds fine. Yeah, I think she was actually a ge- <laughs> geologist. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. The Who chair. cares? Um, <laughs> Ron, Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah. So so yeah, Kevin Bacon's <clears throat> character ends up with Rhonda, and they kiss at the end, and it's what everybody wanted to see. Originally, they have that kind of awkward talk by the truck, and then. Uh, Val and Earl just leave, and they realize that she still has their lighter, so they have to turn the car back around and go back to perfection, and that's how it ends. I kind of like that ending more, because it calls back to the original stuff from the beginning of the movie. Right. I think it bookends it quite well, but and apparently... And there's also, you know, there's it's it's implied, or at least you could infer that, like, he's going back and he's going to exactly. get the lighter and, exactly. and give but her a big old smooch. Audiences but, uh, love to see instead of think you know what i'm saying and yeah. so they went back and they reshot the ending that we get now but i like the original one a little bit better personally well, he didn't even kiss her at the end <laughs> i mean why because <laughs> the lighter <laughs> you know that because obviously with it being in perfection it was based in nevada yep. did you know that where it was actually filmed at where it's actually in lone pine california in uh, uh alabama hills and they used to film hundreds of movies there i guess from what i read oh really uh, gladiator iron man uh uh, what else? Uh, well, it's a Man great. Steel. It's a great location because yeah. it kind of has. It's in that valley it, with the mountains all around. Yeah, it. it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a it's like a sandy valley, but then on the outskirts, mountains. There's cliffs. There's huge boulders and the, stuff like. Well, so it's, speaking it's of pretty versatile. I, I think they filmed the moon landing there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, anyone? Yeah, or see you. Um, we know what you did. Um, well, speaking of the cliffs, though, one of the one of the coolest uses of miniatures I think in the entire movie is that cliff at the end. There were no big drop-off cliffs like that in in the area, mm-hmm. and so they literally had to. They made a cliff that was like one third the size of of what it should be. Yeah. And the way that they had, they show like Kevin Bacon standing up top of it, and the way they did it, they put this huge ass scaffolding up in like a parking lot or behind a building or whatever, and they had him up the top, and then they put the the camera. Close. Obviously, pretty they put far the, away. From they me, put but the, the miniature cliff closer to the, the camera. They put the miniature cliff to the camera, and they just lined it up to where the bottom of his feet looked like it was right at the top rim of the cliff. Wow. And it's so it's so simple. It's yeah. so simple it's, it's and like effective. Holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that, that's yeah, exactly that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly and right. And the funny thing is, in that that last shot where uh, where Earl and uh, and and uh, Valentine and Rhonda are all standing, looking over the cliff. Yeah. 
Rhonda is what? actually Ron Underwood, <laughs> the, the, unfortunately, the director. Though, unfortunately, Finn, that was cut out, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, they cut that part out. Because in the movie, you only see Kevin Bacon's character. And then uh, in the scene after, you see them walk up. Oh, I, I see. feel as though in the original cut, you saw them walk up, and then it was the shot right. of them. Um, but yeah, but that would have been hilarious. He kind of looks like her, though, if you think about it. Like, no. picture him in drag. Kind of. <laughs> Why? The, kind in the of. making of, there actually is a picture I know. of him in drag. But I know. no, he doesn't look anything <laughs> like her. He himself actually looks like a shark. He's got one of those mouths where he land shark. Yeah, land shark. He he actually he he looks like a. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, no offense, but like he's like he's. You know how some people when they smile, even though they have the normal amount of teeth, it just yep. looks like they have a million of them because they have a huge mouth. <laughs> he has a massive mouth. He looks like that. Yeah, that's true. Um. So anyway, so let's uh, move on to yeah, let's uh, move on to number two. Hey, let's uh, cheers this really oh, quick. Oh, oh, I have none left. Uh, I got. Oh, you already did yours. Did I? I just, got it. I never did one. When you oh, you poured did. It? Um. Oh, you only poured me one because you tried to break my computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we cut it out, but uh, Jay has a beautiful new uh, Apple MacBook, MacBook Pro. Pro. It's a pro. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the only kind to buy. Would I buy any other kind? I I went to set down. It still has the the original desktop background on it. That's how new <sighs> it is. I went to set down a bottle earlier, and I... Just smashed it into the top. <laughs> I nicked the top of his brand new MacBook Pro, and there is a mark there. So I I owe Jay so much money, or so many cuddles. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I like to cuddle. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, anyway, so let's let's. Not move. with you, though. Yeah, okay. That's You guys going to do that shot? <laughs> oh, Sarah is burning a hole through my soul with her eyes right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys didn't do that shot. Uh, I don't it, have a shot. I, I, I did it. I realized. I oh, told him. No, he, never mind. I then. told him I, it would be a fair deal as long as I, he poured me a shot of his uh, Crown Royal. Oh, well, fair enough. And I did that. So I thought you guys all had one. But it was just me. All right, so Moving six on. years after the original Tremors, we get Tremors Two Aftershocks. Aftershocks. Um, major departure from the first film in terms of quality. Yeah. Immediately, you can tell this was a straight-to-video movie. Yeah. Immediately. Um, not that that's always a bad thing. Um, however, it's 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 a tone that the rest of the movies would sort of share. You know, like it doesn't have that grand scale feeling to it. Mm-hmm. None, none of them really did after this point. Um, and the two, two, three, and four all kind of had that. Uh, it's hard to describe, but you know that, like, you know that, um, like the sci-fi channel looks. Yes. Yep. To them. Yep. They they had that kind of it's I, I don't know like almost like the filters they use on the on the I I don't know how to make movies so I'm not, well, no, <laughs> I don't know exactly how to yeah, describe it. It, it but, didn't have that polish. Right. It didn't have that that big budget polish to it. Right. It was very much a made for TV directed video kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So if you've never seen Tremors Two Aftershocks, uh, as uh, Fred Ward is back as Earl, uh, Kevin Bacon has abandoned ship at this point. That's why it's not as good. They, they well, there's <laughs> that. Uh, they make mention to Val uh, being hooked up with the geologist uh, 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 Rhonda. Rhonda, and, and I actually like throughout the series how they actually explain the absence of key characters. Yeah, sure, sure. They in keep each it, of they, the sequels. They keep you it know? fluid. They keep it fluid. Because a lot of movies, it's just like ah, somebody... Kevin Bacon was keeping it fluid with Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, they, they, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of movies don't you know if there's sequels they don't really explain the absence of nah, what, key characters what, what which i i kind of like that they actually it's like what happened to kyle ah, i fell off a cliff 
<laughs> well, no, they, they won't even say that. It's just like that guy's gone. Yeah. You know, and you don't know why. Yep. So it's I thought I thought it was kind of cool that they actually at, at one point uh, they uh, um, they come to Earl Bassett mm-hmm. and and ask him like, will you come do this for us? And he says he's uh, uh, they say uh, we went to Valentine McKee before. Yeah. And uh, he, and he says, well, why would you know? He's he's happily married. He married a good woman. Why would he? volunteer to go die somewhere yep so that's cool i'm skipping ahead a little bit yeah well let's give it let's, let's, so let's go, give ahead, a, a go ahead with the synopsis yeah. of, of number two uh essentially uh earl gets approached uh to come take care of a graboid problem by this uh mexican oil company and uh there is a uh, another guy there who comes with the mexican dude the cab cab driver that uh, saw an opportunity yeah his name is grady hoover grady yep uh so grady sees an opportunity comes with them convinces earl to take on the job and to take him with them and essentially it's Gr- grady's like a super fan yeah of of earl and valentine like he he knows everything about them he's read all the articles yep. he's uh you know he's he's followed them since day one yep. so he's earl at this point though never made the money off the grab like he wanted to he invested it in um an ostrich farm that, <laughs> that did not pan out for him. So he's just depressed living in a trailer, has nothing going, gets convinced to do it. And when they get to the scene, not only is it Graboids, but now we have the second incarnation, which will be a running theme throughout the series, uh, is right, the, the Shriekers. Yes, the running theme being awesome. The running the theme being that. They keep uh, mutating what, into something. Yeah, else. What, we, what we saw, well, it's kind of like, um, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a fly. Who that you know they go through their pupil stage and their larva yes. stage and they and then they you know turn into a fly or whatever. So it basically, and then the, they turn into Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> That's actually the last of the stages. <laughs> and then everybody's happy. It's just if we could just get to that last incarnation where we just have a bunch of Jeff Goldblums running around. That's just fine. Uh, no, so they uh, basically in the first one we see the <clears throat> we see the graboids, mm-hmm. which are the giant worms. With the tentacles coming out of their mouths, which we didn't really talk about that much, mm-hmm. but uh, in the second one, it it, it kind of starts off in that way where they offer him, they say, "We'll offer you fifty thousand dollars for each graboid that you kill." Yes, and uh, that's and, enough for him to say, "Okay." And and him and Grady are out there uh, just killing. I, I think they rack up like six hundred thousand yeah, dollars worth of graboids, three hundred a piece, three hundred yep. three hundred thousand a piece. Yep. And then, uh, and no, then Earl Earl hates Grady too, though. Like, this is, like he starts to warm up to him, but in the beginning, he just wants nothing to do with him. Well, it's just like he's like the the fanboy, like yeah. the over enthusiastic fanboy who just you know, and Earl's this kind of laid back good old boy. So he's kind of annoyed hey, by him. Can you grab Oid me a uh, land shark? <laughs> <laughs> I like his style. Land shark. Land shark. Um. So. Uh, Oh, you want more wine there, darling? Well, why don't you take it then, Mike? Oh, uh, where'd you leave off at? Uh, <laughs> they're out. They're out racking up. Oh yeah, so they're out racking up, and um, is it because they come across one of? The, yeah, they come across one of the shriekers. First time they ever see him. Which, if I had to describe the shrieker, it basically looks like a dinosaur version of a mouser from. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that only is, bigger. That, that is very accurate. Yeah. I, I've always loved them simply because of the look of that. I just thought they looked awesome. And uh, the Shriekers, their new power, I guess, you, if you want to call it that, is that they are heat-seeking. No, they they call in Bert before this, though. Did they call in before it? I believe so. I thought they, they called him in because they came across this new... No, 
on their screen, there's like a thousand of them coming towards them. Right. On and the they, ground. And so they, they call in They Bert. know that they're going to need some heavy artillery yep. to, to deal with this. Yep. So, of now, course, Bert, they call though, him Bert Gummer. Now, Bert is sitting in his arsenal basement uh, eating popcorn watching TV because his wife, Heather, has left him. <laughs> his wife has left him. Reba. Reba. And, uh, and uh, he basically, like, he... It, you get the sense that he felt the most alive that he's ever felt when, when they was, were fighting the Graboids yep, in the first movie. He had a movie. purpose to live. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, all this preparation amounted to something, and now he's so, just kind of e- sitting in his basement eating his MREs and, and just being a piece of shit. So he gets the call, <laughs> he shows up in this fortified army truck packed to the brim with any kind of explosives and and, he gets, and firepower you can imagine. The Federales basically just load him up with everything he's ever wanted as far as, yep. far as firepower goes. Yep. And uh, so he shows up. Uh, they go out on the hunt, and then uh, and then they they realize that uh, there's this new incarnation. Yeah. An evolution. Evolution. Even. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Where, uh, where mutation, the grab boys mutation, the, if you will. Well, it's not. It's 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 actually like a life cycle. You know. That's true. Okay. Like the, That's true. Like the graboids kind of give birth to the to the to the streakers. It's the circle of life. I've been singing that all day because my daughter <laughs> won't stop watching The Lion King, which is fine. Because I love the Lion King. There are worse problems, um, but she just. But I've been. I've had that song in my head all day long. So so Bert comes and it's it's a battle to to get rid of him. And well, they it, kind of make a game out of it at this point because they're they're all so good at killing these things at this point that they're like, well, let's see who can rack up the most uh-huh. points. But then a wrench gets thrown in the works because they realize that they're turning in, you know, into the shriekers. They're turning into the shriekers, yep. which instead of hunting by sound, they now hunt by heat signature. Heat, yep, heat signature. So basically, they basically have infrared sight, right? Essentially. Um, and yeah, so this this all the the one downside of this movie though is that this is the movie that used for the first time CG so a lot of a lot more CG than I would have preferred in the right. Graboids. Now all of the Shriekers, <clears throat> excuse me, did I, just, did I just tweak? I don't know. I think I tweaked. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the Shriekers are all practical and they look awesome. No. Aren't they? No, the no the <laughs> the the CG part is the like there are some shriekers that are practical, mm-hmm. but the worst CG uh, offenses in this movie are are, are they the are shriekers? shriekers? Well, I know some of the graboids though are CG as well. Yeah, um, and that was a little bit yeah okay. And you, you know what's weird about this movie too? You know how like in the first movie, one of the one of the one of the main parts of of the graboids. Yes. Is the fact that you're misled in in the beginning. Like, if you've never seen Tremors before, like, if you go into it with fresh eyes, you're misled in the beginning by thinking that it's, like, these six long foot snakes. Yes. That are killing people. When, in fact, these six long six six foot long snakes are actually just, like, the tongues of of these 35 foot worms. Yes. Uh, In in Tremors 2, you never see one of the tentacles. It's right. You don't. Not a single time. You're right. Which is weird because it's kind of the. I I wonder if that had a lot to do with budgetary as far as the effects were concerned, it's and they possible. just had to cut it out because it wasn't in the budget. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it's a little bit upsetting considering that that's kind of a big part of the creature. That's like Freddy Krueger minus the the glove. It's all Freddy Krueger, 
but he doesn't have the razor glove. It's like, no, ah, something's I'm missing. You to death. <laughs> <laughs> like something's missing here. Um, that being said, though, it's still a good entry into the series. You know, I, I, it holds its own. Um, yeah, not I, as good as the first one. Nothing. No, none of the movies are as good as the first one. Right. The first one's a, a damn masterpiece as far as <laughs> as far as giant worm movies are concerned. Yeah. <laughs> All those giant worm movies. Um, <laughs> well, Dune. That Dune, Dune. Which actually, the Graboids are pretty they, similar they to... They actually made a conscious decision to change the Graboids because they looked like... Or be, because they did not want to be confused with the Dune With worms. the Dune, yeah. Um, also, I forgot about this. In the in the making of, they talked about how they ended up going with three tentacles coming out of the mouth. Yeah. Because they originally just had one. And it, the the uh, it, people kept basically saying that the worm was foreskin... And that the the snake things were no no the isn't that what it was no the original the re, the original concept was that uh, the worms when they were underground would have like a hard shell yeah and then as soon as they as soon as they like breached the surface <laughs> that shell would peel back to 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 uh, to show like a slimy wet <laughs> like underbelly and just warm dick and. and <laughs> And when the uh, and when Tom Woodruff and uh, crap, what was his partner's name? I don't remember his I don't partner's remember his name. name yeah. When they sent over the original sketches, everybody's like, "We can't do this. This is these are dicks." <laughs> it looks like force. It, it looks like back. A, it looks like an un, it looks like an uncut dick coming up out of the ground and then peeling back to red rocket. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> it, like they said that like they were actually. Handing the concept sketches around around the production, and like every time a a, a lady would see one, she would start giggling because yep. she's like, "Oh, this looks like a dick." <laughs> um, um, anyway, though, back to the back to the second one here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a really good movie. Fred Ward holds holds his own without Kevin Bacon. He yeah. still he still gives a really good performance. Uh, great, the uh, Grady is a good character, not as good as Kevin Bacon, obviously, no. but he's a, he's a suitable replacement. Um, now this one, now this movie takes them out of per, uh, perfection. Right, they're they're actually which, down in Mexico at this which point. Which perfection, uh, when you get deeper into the series, sort of is its own character. Like the city sort of becomes that that third arm to the you know to the movie franchise. The third tentacle. Third to tentacle, the... yes. <laughs> um, you know, your your main two, you have Bert, whoever the sidekick is, and then the town. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. That's kind of how it is. Um, that being said. It was it was good to take them elsewhere. I for a, a first sequel, I can imagine that's was the obvious choice from the right end. Oh, they go somewhere else. They go right. to Mexico, you know, and it worked. Yeah. Um, I yeah I I like I liked the second one. What'd you think of it? It was a, I mean it was a, it was fun to watch. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's not a great movie, but it's fun to watch. Just like every other movie in this series. That's the thing about this series. Is like, they're made to be fun, right? They're not they're made just, to be. They're not made to be cinematic yeah, masterpieces. They're not, they're not incredible movies, but they're no. fun to watch. Uh, there's some that are a little more difficult to watch than others, but which <laughs> which we'll, we will get we'll to, get to uh, relatively soon here. Um, uh, and actually, I, I that's pretty much all I have to say about two. Um, yeah, I, I um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that. No, I think that's it. Oh, the one thing that I did read is every single character in number two that dies mm-hmm. is Mexican. <laughs> really. That is racist. Uh, well, if they only had that wall to protect them, those graboids wouldn't be able to wouldn't be able to get through that wall. They wouldn't right. be graboids. They'd be grabbing women right in the. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Uh, I love it. Love it. All right. Uh, so Tremors three back. Oh oh, I'm sorry. There is one perfection. more thing. There is what? one more thing that I absolutely love. In the beginning of the movie, 
uh, Earl has a picture of a playmate on his wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he keeps there to remind him of things he'll never have, to yeah. keep him grounded. Turns out that when he gets down to Mexico, the his quote-unquote love interest, you find out at the end of the movie... This smoking hot middle-aged woman. Is that Playboy playmate from the 70s. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's actually a huge spoiler. Yeah, like, who cares, though? Uh, actually, this, uh, the reveal of that's pretty funny, though. We probably should have, yeah, because she does the old, she kind of yeah, does, the, does pose. the pose. <laughs> like, they're in, they're in this, like, situation where they all might die within minutes, and she does the pose. And of it's the, great. Of the Playboy playmate. <laughs> it's, okay, I guess that's your thing. Good times. Um, You know... If I was in that situation, though, and uh, I was on the, the verge of possibly dying from giant worm creatures, I'd want to go out with a playmate. You bang. I mean, i got to be honest with you. He's he's in a good place. That's that's one of the uh, that's one of the things that I thought was the most realistic about uh, Cabin Fever. Was they're, like, they're like, we're about to die. We might as well bang. <laughs> you know? You never it's think true. about, like, I, that's, uh, uh, maybe I'm a deviant, but that's one of the things that I think about in horror movies is, like, well, you're all about to perish. Don't you want to just? Don't you just want to do it one more time? Just get get your fuck on. Just get it on. <laughs> it's uh, what's the in Mallrats where he's talking about the plane going no. down and everybody <laughs> just whips their junk out and or the starts one, jerking. His up. cousin, his cousin just starts furiously <laughs> masturbating. Yeah, that's the way to go but out. Everybody else pulls everybody. their bits out and they all started masturbating. Right. That's nobody mentioned the phenomenon <laughs> to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so oh uh, uh, yeah, Tremors two. Like you, you liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Have you seen Tremors two? Yes. Did, how how did you feel about it? Uh, I remembered it about as much as I remembered the the first one. Oh, so I, so it was the greatest thing that you've ever seen. Greatest in your life. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. One yeah. of the best Great. things ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I think I think I saw one through three, if I recall correctly. Okay. Um, and I enjoyed them. Yeah, you know, popcorn, popcorn yeah. movies. Yeah, they're just ridiculous monster movies. It's well, so this leads us into uh, Tremors three, back to perfection, back to perfection, uh, and that title is actually really exciting because I love the fact that these movies take place in perfection in the city. Mm-hmm. To me, like I said, that that city is that third main character. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and I've lo- and I've loved probably because the first movie did it so well. I just I, I love that setting. Right. So three brings it back to the city. Uh, this was made in 2001, so uh, five years after Tremors two, and they actually took time between movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, what do you mean when they took time between movies? Well, now it's like you get a sequel like the year after the first oh, one. You know, the yeah. first one comes out. Well, so they they're, just they're Hollywood pretty, rushes them out like crazy. They're generally pretty effective at doing it, though. Because they they rap on one, and they're immediately writing the next well, writing and yeah. I'm anyway, happy that they took that long between these two because Tremors three has some of the most awe inspiring special effects I've <laughs> ever seen uh, in any movie ever made. <laughs> uh, Tremors three was uh, let's just get it out. Tremors three was the intro of the the third uh, carnation. Of the Graboids, which is... The Ass Blaster. The Ass Blaster. Um, they use really real peni this time. <laughs> <laughs> the Ass Blaster. This really... Um, the, the, the name of that creature sets the tone for the entire movie. Yeah. Really. This is, in my opinion, the worst of the entire series. Um, yeah. Pers- in in my, my opinion, at least. Yeah. Uh, it just... It was... It went off the rails... And it did it 
with no grace whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, one thing quick I, I wanted to mention, uh, Tremors 2 was directed by S.S. Wilson. Yes. Who was a writer and, the produ- and, and producer on the, the first one. Uh, this one is directed by Brent Maddock. Who was another writer. Who was a, a co-writer. I do like the fact that they kept, they kept the they first kept four in the movies family. in the family. Yeah. yeah. I do. I'll give it that. Um, Tremors three also reintroduces a lot of characters who are in the first movie. Um, with with uh, varying degrees of success. Yeah, <laughs> that's the perfect um, way to put it. Yeah, Ariana Richards is back in it. Uh, it. It seems as though they. I don't think that she took time off from acting. It seems like she took like six years off of acting, and then they just plucked her out of nowhere and said, "Hey, act again." And she goes, okay, I'll do my best. And it didn't go well. <laughs> She's not that great in those movies. So she was, okay, she was in the first Tremors movie. Mm-hmm. These are the only three mo- movies that I know of her being in. She was, uh, yeah, she was in the first Tremors movie. Yep. She was in Jurassic Park. Yep. Which she was, she was really good in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what she did between Jurassic Park and this, but she returned in Tremors 3, back to perfection. Yep. And, uh, and it wasn't good. She did Timescape in 92. <laughs> Timescape? Uh, actually, Tremors 3 was the second to last movie that she did before retiring from acting. Oh. She did a movie called Battle Dogs. <laughs> uh, a couple years after Tremors 3. I can imagine why she quit acting at that point. <laughs> Probably a good call. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Tony Gennaro is back. Uh, he's a character actor that you would absolutely know when you see him. Uh, he is a uh, he's a Mexican gentleman. Was he? He was Miguel. He was in, Miguel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was, was in the first Tremors. He movie. was in the first one. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, he's one of those character actors where you see his face, you know who he is. You yep. might not know him by name. Right. Um. Uh. And then in this ep- uh, this episode, I guess it's kind of an episode. The sequel introduces Sean Christian as Desert Jack Sawyer. Uh, That's a badass name. Desert Jack runs a, uh, it's basically a tourist trap to come see Tremors. Right. And it's one of those ones where. Wait, to come see. Well, or, I'm sorry, Graboids. I did yeah. it. I did it myself. <laughs> they actually make, shit. They actually make a joke in this movie about how they're not called Tremors. They're called Graboids. <laughs> probably because of assholes like me that just did that. <laughs> and I have a correction really quick to make so I don't have to do it next week that I did not see Tremors 3. One, oh. one and two. Okay, fair. So, That's all. so uh, Desert Jack Sawyer runs this tourist trap in the town of Perfection where you can get off the freeway and you can do a, basically a hayride. <laughs> and you go through the sites where the, the attacks happened. And there's a guy running around behind the scenes shooting off like fire extinguishers to simulate the, the, the dust, the dust flying. from the flying. And yeah. all the, the fence posts are on cable so you can pull them like it's moving underground. People think they're getting attacked. And right. it's, a, it's just a stupid... Stupid tourist trip. Yeah. That turns deadly. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what Desert Jack Sawyer is most known for? What's that? He was in Days of Our Lives. Oh. <laughs> quality, 2008 to Quality actors. Uh, they're getting for these Tremors <laughs> yeah, movies. They really, they really dove deep into the um, uh, talent pool for this one. So, like we mentioned, though, uh, Tremors 3, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. They're back in perfection. Bert is living back in town. There's a guy here who's... And at this point, Bert, after the first two movies, he really wants movies. movies. He really wants nothing to do with the whole, uh, like the sensational side of the phenomena of of, graboids. Like he just wants to live up on the hill in his fortified house, which is a big departure from his character in the second movie, where he was just depressed and 
all he could live for were graboids. Well, the thing is, though, is they, by number three, they pretty much think they've eradicated all of the graboids. True, true. So he's back to just, you know, being a prepper, true. just an everyday prepper. Because um, he really comes alive once there's a threat. That's it. That's that's kind of the uh, the essence of his character. As soon as there's a threat, like he's he's alive. Like he mm -hmm. that's that's what that's what he wants to. That's the kind of shit he wants to be in. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Tremors three. It. Uh, they're doing these these tourist trap things, or whatever. Right. And then one ends up coming back, mm -hmm. and no one believes him at first because they all think they're eradicated. And then they see one, and then they go into fight mode, and it, it's it's kind of the a retelling of the first movie a little bit and just with a new incarnation of the ass grabber <laughs> or, or ass, ass grabber ass, grabber. <laughs> ass blaster ass blaster <laughs> now do they uh <laughs> the, the, the the graboids are now sexual predators all right i don't know what to tell you i watched i watched all these within the past few days and for some reason they're all getting jumbled together uh do they actually show the shriekers at all in number three yeah uh, yeah. Oh yes, they, yes do. they do. In the very beginning, the movie opens up with uh, with Bert, I believe, down in South America again, because he's he's with a uh, with a Spanish speaking news crew. Mm -hmm. Remember, and and he's talking. He's doing a demonstration for them. Okay, where he he comes out in this like fortified vehicle. And he's and 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 he sends out some kind of noise. Oh, he has them run their run their engines because he knows that the shriekers will seek out that warmth mm -hmm. because they 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 see heat index, and they all come. You remember the like a thousand of them come running over the hill. Yes, and then he blasts yep. them all with yep. like that fifty caliber yep. uh, like turret cannon. Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. So it's kind of weird because he goes from that doing that demonstration down there where he obviously knows that there's a ton of shriekers alive, so why doesn't he stay down there hunting? Because if he didn't come back up to perfection, there wouldn't be a third movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, think he, I think he knew that. I think he knew that. <laughs> this is really important for the franchise. So he ends up back in perfection after this demonstration that he does. Yes. It's kind of a weird way to open that third movie. Yeah, it's... Um, it's I don't... This movie's not good. Um, oh, no. It's not. Uh, no, it's there's not. there's really nothing good about it. Uh, Bert's great in it. I'll give him that. Michael Gross is great as always yeah. in it playing the character. But um, I don't know. It seemed like this is the movie that nobody really wanted to make in terms of of everything. The acting was really bad in it. The effects were laughable. The ass blasters themselves. Not only are they named ass ass blasters, <laughs> it, but they look terrible yeah like they look so so stupid it, it's almost like somebody made an image in microsoft paint they cut it out and they animated it that's mm -hmm. what it looks like there's no detail to the creature whatsoever um it just looks like a blob of color with fire coming out of its ass and the that's it. The, like, the idea behind the, just if you need a little explanation the idea behind the ass blasters is that uh within their uh, their innards. They have uh, two volatile chemicals that, when mixed together and then kind of secreted out their rear end, fart. Once it, once it, <laughs> once it's mixed with the oxygen, it creates like a a, a fiery explosion out <laughs> out their ass. Pretty much, which propels them into the air, and then they can they glide, which. Yeah. 
Which they the don't ones fly? They don't fly. They glide. They glide. Which the ones in three, their their wings or whatever, they're not big enough. There's no, no not at all. No, not at all. They um, they corrected that a little bit by the last movie, but uh, in in three, there's no way that those things could ever stay in the air. In, uh, which is now, just a in nitpicky this, thing. In this movie, they do introduce a couple of new characters that you'll hear from again. Um, Walter Chang's daughter or family member, somebody, I don't think they really say exactly who she is, niece maybe, yeah. uh, is running the the store now. Um, and uh, she has one of the greatest novelty items. She's selling all these different types of, <laughs> of graboid paraphernalia. That's how she makes her money. And uh, she sells... Um, uh, Dildoids. Uh, dil- dildoids. <laughs> you know what? On that note, I just also realized I probably shouldn't Google ass blasters. <laughs> I've been seeing some really weird stuff. And... Oh, he's on the watch list now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what did you what did you find? Bunch of asses getting blasted, baby. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't don't pick your computer up and show me because I will smash it Ooh. to bits. If if Justin starts complaining about us being here too long, it's because you know what he wants to get to later. Ooh. <laughs> Asblaster2000.com. I found some really interesting things online earlier, Sarah, that, you know, just experimentations. Well, the, the one day I go on his computer to look something up, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's been looking at today. Asblasters. Asblasters. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, the dildoid, or dildoids? Yeah, dildoid. dildoids. Well, that's what we named them. That's what we named them. They, they're, they're basically graboids, but they're in the shape of a giant dildo. <laughs> I kind of wondered if I kind of wondered if it was a call out to the original because because they explained in the making of the original how uh, how their original design turned dicks. out so phallic maybe that people were you know maybe laughing about it and so they redesigned it. So I saw these things sitting on her counter. They look like uh, like the suction cup yep. dildos. <laughs> <laughs> they do. No, they absolutely do. It's what they look like, and and I, that's that's what I kind of wondered is like, did they purposely put those in the movie to kind of like make you know poke fun at the first one? Where at, at this point, who would notice though? Like, no, they, no. My point is, they can get away with it though because <laughs> right, nobody yeah. else is gonna know what the hell they're yeah, talking about, except for people who are really looking for those details. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, uh, so the only this there's not much else to say about the third movie. It's 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 not that great. It's uh, if you're if you're a diehard Tremors fan, you know you'll like it just because <clears> of Bert and it. And that's there, kind of, there's some other redeeming parts of it. I that's guess that's kind but, of the draw of of all of the movies um, after the first one. The I main, will say this: uh, Robert Jane makes a a reappearance. Who he's he plays in the in the first one. He oh, plays Melvin yep. Plug, and uh, the, the the ass hat who just, who keeps almost killing them by making noise and freaking them out. And well, he's just yeah. He's a kid. He's a kid that lives in town, and uh, um, he. I'm I'm trying to think of the kid, the uh, Jason Hervey. When if Jason Hervey is the brother from Wonder Years, okay. If you would have asked me before I read, because I I haven't seen the original Tremors in a few years. If you would have asked me, like a week ago before I rewatched it, who that who Melvin was played by, I would have said it was the brother from Wonder Years. Well, it looks a lot like him. It's he looks like him. He's got like the same kind of voice. He just he he acts like him. He's got the same mannerisms. I they could be brothers. I think, but so I actually thought that it was that guy. Hmm. So, uh, but he makes a reappearance in this movie, which again, much like Ariana Richards, 
not a great actor. (laughs) (laughs) Really didn't sharpen up his chops as the time went by. No, no. So he comes back. He peaked in the original drummers. (laughs) Yeah, he comes back and he's uh, he's trying to like he's he's basically trying to section off the valley and turn it into like these affordable not affordable housing but like condos like, like high price like swanky housing and yeah. stuff like that and that's it the that's one of the main plot points of the third one it's not exciting no <laughs> well, the, the nice thing though the nice thing about the third movie and the last thing that i'll mention about it is uh they at the very end of it they end up finding an albi- an albino graboid that is unable to reproduce or transform and so it will always stay a graboid Right, um, and the reason that, that well they assume anyway. Well, they assume. Yeah. The reason that that's important though is because that <clears throat> brings it directly into not another movie, but Tremors the series that was on the Sci-Fi Channel can for I say, a year. Can I say this before you move on? Yes. Uh, we haven't really been talking about our favorite scenes so much from these movies. Oh, <laughs> but um, my <laughs> favorite call. my favorite scene in Tremors three was when. Uh, uh, Bert Gummer actually gets swallowed by a graboid, <laughs> but he's inside of a fifty-gallon drum. Yep. <laughs> and the gra- and somebody so somebody he he's on a walkie-talkie talking to uh, talking to the what the hell's the guy's name who's uh, Desert Jack. Desert Jack. He's saying he's on his walkie-talkie inside the graboid, saying lure him to my to my uh, compound because mm-hmm. he's got like a three-foot. Three foot thick Steel wall reinforced of concrete, wall, yeah. yeah. And so the graboid hits it; it dies, and uh, <laughs> and then Desert Jack gets a chainsaw and cuts this thing open, and Bert pops out. <laughs> All this slimy, disgusting. <laughs> that was my, that was my favorite scene in that entire movie. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, and no, they actually do a callback to that. Yes, they do in the fifth in the one. fifth movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's so, okay. So so Tremors three then leads into Tremors the series, which was uh, which aired in two thousand and three on the Sci Fi Channel. Um, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Uh, the series opens up though with uh, that albino uh, El El Buche. Is that what they called it? Mm, I can't remember. It's, yeah, they gave it a name. The 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 graboid a name, and uh, it, it opens with a lot of it's the same people from the third movie. Um, the girl that played that that minded the store, she's in it again. Okay. Only it's a different actress. They recast her, and then also uh, Chang's granddaughter. Ch- or yeah, yeah, yeah. She's recast for some reason, and then they also have uh, uh, Mindy, who is played by uh, Ariana. Gra- not Ariana. <laughs> Ariana Richards. <laughs> again, Ariana Richards. Uh, her mother was also back in the third movie. Who was in the first movie? Same okay. actress. All right. Uh, her character is also in the series recast again. I'm not sure why they did the recasting. Unless that third movie was so bad that nobody wanted say, to prob- sign back on to Probably it. because uh, they thought that maybe it would completely destroy their career. Um, thing. The the ironic part about that, if that was the case, those the jokes on them because a lot of big name stars were actually in the Tremors series. Yeah, in uh, supporting capacity for a few episodes here and there. Um, now the series only lasted like. It got canceled. Yeah, I was going to say like two thir- episodes what is it, like didn't 13 even air. Episodes. Yeah, the last two episodes didn't even air. They're so was, on the series if you buy them on DVD, but they they were not on. Uh, so they aired eleven the channel, and it was intended to be thirteen, or they aired thirteen. It was intended to be fifteen. Uh, I think they aired eleven, intended to be thirteen. Okay. Uh, don't quote me on that though. I haven't seen every single episode. Like I said, I've only seen a, ca- a handful of ones. There is no place there. that I would quote you on that, so don't worry about it. Good. I'm gonna, get, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get on Twitter. Michael Heckman, 
<sighs> there was 13. <laughs> I just, there were 13. Okay. Um, okay, so, yeah, it picks up with them having uh, El Duce or El Bucho, whatever <laughs> whatever, whatever they called. <laughs> Butros, Butros. Uh, whatever, they, whatever they called the uh, the Graboid. Um, it opens on that, and then the series, is, it, it, it pretty much kind of turns into a Monster of the Week kind of thing, where the, the Graboids mutate into different incarnations. They bring the Ass Blasters back. They bring the Shriekers back. Like, they're... It's kind of a mix of that. So is the albino one? Is the albino one just always there? I don't know if it's there for the entire run of the series. Like I said, I haven't seen the entire series. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't have the time to rewatch the entire thing. Um, uh, but yeah, there. The series doesn't do a whole lot to further the film series. It's yeah. just kind of like I said, monster of the week kind of thing. Right. I know that they had said. Uh, I read somewhere that in the second season, though, uh, Fred Ward was ready to come back. Uh, he was going to make. Uh, he was going to bring his character back, uh-huh. um, and there's a couple other people from the original that were going to come back too. Not Kevin Bacon, but um, and they were going to basically bring back the original characters or whatever and continue it that way. Yeah, the series got canceled. It never happened. Yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying though about how there were some pretty big A-list stars in Tremors, the series of all series. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd had like a. Th- Three or four episode arc. Really on the on the show, he played like a weird uh, scientist that was. Oh, big, imagine that big stretch for there's, him. There's <laughs> there's actually a scene in the very last episode that they aired, where uh, one of the characters gets into the car with Christopher Lloyd, and he asks him, "Was so so? Do you do you know any science behind time travel?" <laughs> and Christopher Lloyd just gives the reaction of. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was perfect it was beautifully cool. perfect um yeah. uh who else is uh dean norris is in it uh who they uh people would know dean norris from his character in breaking bad he is walter's uh brother-in-law in breaking bad see i wouldn't know you wouldn't know because you're a douche <laughs> um nick Turturro is in a few episodes oh, okay. yeah. uh love nick Turturro. vivica a fox is in an episode here and there michael rooker is in uh an episode rooker and Jim Beaver is in a couple episodes, and Jim Beaver uh, would be for people who are fans of Supernatural. He plays the Winchester's dad in Supernatural. Okay. So he's in the first uh, like five, four or five seasons. I forget when they killed him off. Spoilers. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there's a lot of like big names of people that if you're if you're an avid television and movie watcher nowadays, you would know a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. And even at the time, like Christopher Lloyd was a big fucking name yeah. in 2003. Yeah. So was he really? Back to the Future came out in the 80s. So that's, you're talking like a removal of 20 plus years. It's Christopher fucking Lloyd, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. People knew who he was in 2003. Yeah, I wouldn't that's say, not a stretch I, I to wouldn't say. say he was a big name, though, you know? How is he? He's an A-list actor. How is he not a big name? An A-list actor? I think so. A-list actors are like uh, like Leonardo DiCaprio and like, and, uh, and, 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 who else is like right, Natal- so if you're Natalie, this, Port- Natalie Portman? If you're listening to this, tell us: Is Christopher Lloyd an A-list actor, or is he more of a B-list actor? I can I can answer for all of America and the the rest of the world right now. Depends no. on what year. If you were doing it when Back to the Future came out, you'd probably be like, he's an A-list actor. In 2003. In 2003. No. Who doesn't know who Christopher Lloyd is though? No, it, just because somebody knows who somebody else is doesn't make them an A-list actor. You know what? You know what? Agree to disagree. Every, every, everybody. He, Christopher Lloyd is well. Off. Everybody knows we'll who Topher that. Grace is, but he's not an A-list actor. No, he was terrible Spider-Man. 
Oh wait, he wasn't Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he was Venom. 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 He's Ven- he's Venom. My point is, <laughs> terrible Venom. <laughs> my point is, everybody knows who he is. He's not an A-list actor, right, though. Fine, fuck yeah. yeah. All right, so here's a shot. Everyone, no shots. Oh, shallow. You leaving, Sarah? Yeah. Man. Bye. You going home? She just can't stand. She, she, she can't stand to listen to, listen to, to us. These assholes anymore. Sorry, Sarah. Sorry Ooh, that we that bored Jack you Daniels. to death. Um, okay, so the series though ends whatever leads us into, or, or we pick back up rather at Tremors for the legend begins. Uh, can I just say before we get into that? So uh, the 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 first one, uh, Tremors three was in two thousand. Tremors 3 was in 2001. 2001. Yep. Series was in 2003. Toward the end of 2001, it was announced that there would be a Trevor uh, Tremors video game. Who's Trevor? Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it was announced that there was going to be a Tremors video game. Oh. And uh, it... Is it just a version of Dig Dug with, with worms? <laughs> no, it was actually. It was a, the they they described it as a a third person a third person adventure game where okay. you'd be traveling through the desert and, and fighting graboids and stuff like That'd that. Be sweet. And it was quietly canned in two thousand three because of a lack of fan base. Well, because probably because the series didn't do well. But maybe. Is my guess. Yeah. Um, that's that's that sucks though. Like a, a can you imagine a, a legit Tremors, Tremors game a Tremors would be awesome. Game that would be really be cool. really cool. Yeah. You're running around. You have like a, a, a sensor like the, the that says where they are. Yeah, yeah, the seismic cool. sensor or whatever. Cool. That'd be awesome. Stuck so. on a rock, spinning in circles. Like, oh my god, where's this thing gonna come up? At? <laughs> well, yeah, and you'd have to do like that, like from the first movie, which we didn't really mention. I mean, like you you said it real quick, but like the like the part where they pole vault between oh, yeah. between yeah. rock rock formations and stuff. Like right, that would be, that would be right a now. super fun game. There's a new Red Dead Red Dead game coming out. In the, in the next I already year, know where you're right? going. I already love it. There better it. be downloadable content that is about tremors in the old west. Let's get a, pedi- a petition going. A petition. A petition. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a petition going. The booze is taking because, over. Well, ladies no, and because they are because they did uh, uh, red 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 dead. <laughs> That's all, folks. I'm sorry, my brain is going so fast or slow right now. They did a Red Rover, Red Rover. No, well, they did uh, the DLC for Red Dead Redemption. The zombie one? Where it was zombies. Well, zombies are huge in video games, though, so it makes sense to do it. Nobody gives a shit about zombies. Call Call of Duty Graboid Edition. For the the new Red Dead (laughs) game. Let's do a, a Tremors DLC. That'd be awesome. How awesome would that, would that be? That would be awesome. Be we'll amazing. start it now so they can just work on it while they're exactly. developing the game. You're onto something here. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Nice. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway, the 2004. Two, the last two episodes of the Tremors series, um, Bert was not in them. Michael Gross took off because he was starting production on Tremors 4. Oh, really? Yes. Which okay. leads me to believe that the reason that Tremors 4 The Legend Begins is a prequel is because they the series was supposed to go on and continue that storyline. Oh. So they couldn't do another movie because of the series. Right. I think that's why they ended up doing a prequel. Okay. Um, and this prequel ended up being, in my personal opinion, one of the better movies of the series. I can't believe that I would say that, but I like Tremors 4 a lot. I, I enjoyed it. Um, quick overview. It takes place in the 1890s. I think it was like 1889 or 1889, something. 1889, yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, it's basically where you meet uh, Burt Gummer's long-lost relatives, essentially. And uh, he is a hoity-toity, super-rich guy. Who, he's, a, he's a dandy. He's a dandy. He is a dandy. Uh, he doesn't know how to do anything. He uh, doesn't know how to is, fire a gun. His name is Hiram Gummer. Yes. And Hiram. He's, he's, the, he's the owner of a, uh, of a silver mine mm-hmm. in, just outside of Perfection. And 
everybody who goes in the silver mine ends up dead. <laughs> and ends so it turned it turns out they closed down the mine. Hiram Gummer, this hoity toity dandy, comes to check it comes out. Comes to town to figure out why he's not getting any profit. And then he's stranded there because there's nobody left there and there's no more carriages leaving. There's no more carriages <laughs> leaving because uh nobody wants to die. Yeah, <laughs> so, pretty much, pretty much. And at this point it's not called perfection, it's called rejection. Re- rejection. <laughs> um and uh, so he gets he gets stranded here, trying to figure out uh, trying to figure out what's going on with the silver mine, why people keep abandoning, mm-hmm. why people keep dying. Yep. And uh, and and they figure out that there are they kind of rename them in this movie. They're not uh, they're not graboids. They call them sand dragons. Sand dragons. Yep. Well, because it's actually because kinda, it yeah. being that it takes place in old school rejection, not perfection, but rejection. All of the character types in the first movie, all of their ancestors are there. Apparently, nobody in a hundred years has left this tiny little town. <laughs> like Chang's Market is still called Chang's Market. Yep, and it's and it's the ancestors that first came off the boat from China. Right. <laughs> and uh, so. Obviously, Michael Gross uh, comes back, but he's playing a completely different character, yep. which I love. I it, it actually ancestor. showed it actually showed his you know I Acting mean chops. as silly as it was, it showed his versatility sure. as an actor his because character, he did a really good job. Hiram Gummer was a great character. Yeah. he played him. It was funny. Like he was legitimately funny to yeah. watch. Like yeah. it was a really good performance. Yeah, he was great for this kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and actually, there's a there's kind of a different incarnation of the Graboids in this, yes. but it's it's. It's, it's the fourth incarnation, but it's sort of like a. In, the movie's a prequel, it's so it's kind of a prequel, prequel to the Graboids. Prequel to the Graboids. It was like right after they hatched out of the eggs, they almost look like trilobites. Kind of, yep. Yep, absolutely. With, with big beaks. And they can jump out of the ground and fly through the air and take people out. It's right. pretty cool. And uh, and by, you know, midway through, the, midway through the movie, they actually transition into the Graboids. Yeah, the classic graboids mm-hmm. with the the snake tentacles and coming out of their mouth and everything. Unlike the third movie, this movie gloriously brought back the almost hundred percent practical effects. There were some CG sprinkled here and there, uh, but not only practical effects, but practical that- effects handled by K and B, the company that has had their hands in fucking everything. <laughs> the company who's for, had their hands and better in for it. everyone. Including Fine. me. Listen, they could they could put a fist up my ass and just puppet me. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> I say shit that's not funny. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, but uh, yeah, it's all practical effects again. Now, there's not as much graboid action in this movie as there were in previous. <laughs> what? <laughs> Graboid action. It's just, it's well, you don't you don't see the full on graboid worm. <laughs> it just sounds like a dude getting handsy at a bar. You don't see the full on worm <laughs> with the tentacles very often in this movie. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you you just don't. Uh, uh, way more than in two. In two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but compared to the first movie, though, right. like, not as much. And I think they did it probably to keep costs down. Um, that being said, they did build full scale worms and, and everything else. And uh, this is the only movie. It's awesome. This is the only movie where you actually see uh, like a like a, a full scaled, thirty five foot long graboid on top of the earth yes. attacking people. Yeah, which was was pretty cool. But at the same time, was completely. I mean, like as far as the character of a graboid goes, it's completely unlike them. Sure, but it was still cool though because they kind of they kind of they they attack from below and they kind of use the the earth as their the protection for their body. Yeah, like why would it? Why would any of any of them actually like ever sit on top of the earth to attack somebody? It doesn't make any sense. Well, 
I don't know. A little hole in the plot. They're just doing their thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't Um, know. I I actually like, well, personally, I like like Old West kind of settings. So do I. So do I. So to me, this was pretty cool. And and the fact that uh, Hiram Gummer, this, uh, or Hiram? Hiram? Hiram. Hiram Gummer, uh, he was he was completely opposite of what Bert Gummer yes. is. Yes, he's a bumbling idiot. He in was this a. One. It, he's just very. He's you very know prim and proper. And prim and proper <laughs> is the best way to put. It. Like he doesn't know how to f- fire a nope. gun, but he fucking learns. He does learn. Uh, <laughs> he ends up leaving. Spoilers. But he learns. He learns from uh, Black Hand Kelly, who's played by. Billy Drago. Uh, Billy Drago. Drago. I, I like Drago. It makes him sound like a dragon. God, he's <laughs> he's just one of the like he's he's super cool as a character. He's just one of the most. He's a he's odd, a B movie star in his own right. He's just like, one he's, of the most odd looking dudes. Yeah. Like, like just creepy looking. Yeah, I know. He's, he's he is a very uh, you know him when you see him. Like if you know who he is, you know him. There's no mistake. Man. I mean, as far as our purposes goes, as far as horror goes, he was in the Hills Have Eyes uh, remake. He's uh, like the poor man Robert Zadar because he's got a big, thick chin. No, not really. <laughs> I no, think he he's does. got a very angular, narrow well, face. Angular, but he's narrow, got but a huge mouth full maybe of that's, teeth. Maybe yeah. that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> no, he was Papa Jupiter in The Hills Have yep. Eyes. Yep. The, in the remake. Yeah, the remake. In the remake. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, like he you was said, in the Untouchables, too, back in the 80s, the right. original Untouchables. Yeah. So, Like you said, he's a, he's a character actor. He's a star in his own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, people know him when they see him, but it's... Uh, it was kind of a weird, it, like when I saw him show up in this movie, I was like, oh, that's weird. But he did well. Like, yeah, he did I thought, really good. I thought he was, I thought he was cool in that role. Um, what I took away from this, from, from this movie, I loved the entire movie. My favorite part at the very end, though, is uh, Bert comes back to town. He abandons the people there, but he has a change of heart. Comes back to town with a whole arsenal not, full of weapons. Not Bert. Hear him. Hear him. Sorry, sorry. Hear him. <laughs> comes back to town with a whole wagon full of art and arsenal. And he's handing out all these different guns that he magically knows all the different names of because he's learned, I guess, in the three months that he was gone, whatever. No, or he was gone for like a couple days. A couple days, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then he hands out all his guns, and then he has the most ridiculous oversized rifle I've ever seen in my life in the back of his wagon. You know that's real, though, right? Bullshit. Yeah. No. That thing's huge. It's like, it's like a cartoon rifle. It's called a punt gun. That's a real thing. A punt gun, and he actually says it in the in the in the movie. He says a two inch bore punt gun. I thought he was making that up. No, it's uh. So these things are. These <laughs> Have you thing- ever heard of a punt gun? Cunt gun. <laughs> cunt, <laughs> cunt gun. No, a punt gun. It's uh. They're they're Zip, look at my cunt gun. <laughs> they're well in excess of like. 10, 10 feet long. Like they're, they're, this is a real thing. Yes, it's real. They're, and they have like a, the butt of the gun, the stock, the whole deal. Well, uh, the the reason they're called punt guns is because uh, uh, they used to call small boats punts. Okay. And these things were designed to take out entire flocks of waterfowl all at one all at one time. Interesting. So duck hunters would go out on the on the the lake with in these small punts, which were these tiny little tiny little boats and they would they would basically uh like latch these guns because these guns kicked like 17 mules all at the same time like you couldn't actually the way he fires it in the movie yeah you couldn't actually do it because it would break your collarbone uh so they would they would attach them to the punt to the boat and then they would shoot at a a flock of ducks and it would take out an entire flock of waterfowl i did not know that was a real thing 
and they were outlawed. They were outlawed, I think, in the late 1800s to early 1900s because they were people were going out and killing too many ducks. Oh. So. Poor ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Tremors 4, uh, it, uh, it's great. Honestly, um, I, I want to rank these when we get to the end here. Uh, uh, I really like Tremors 4. A though. couple of things I liked about uh, Tremors 4 is they did, so in Tremors 1, they had a guy named Old Fred. Yep, and in Tremors, <laughs> in Tremors Four, they had a guy no, named Old Fred. And they do in yeah. the in the original one, Old Fred uh, dies, and they go to find him, and they see his hat on the ground. He, they, I mentioned him earlier in the episode. Right, yeah. they lift up his hat, and his head is under there. Yep. So in Number Four, Old Fred, they go to look for him, and they see his hat on the ground. And so you kind of they think, set up the same exact yeah, they, scene. You kind of think like, <laughs> oh, he lifts up the hat. You think it's going to be under there, and it's not under there. It's you know it's, in the and wagon, they, and they find the head in the wagon. <laughs> but it's cool that it's like a call out yep. to the original. Yep. This this series, as bad and as good as some of the sequels are, at least they keep everything in house. Like everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep a lot of the same stuff. The directors are all like the That's same. That's what I was gonna say. This one was directed by S. S. Wilson. They kind of like yep. switch back and forth between him and Brent Maddock. Yep. After the first one, and uh, I like that they kept up with those same jokes. And another thing that I really liked about this one is you see where uh, Bert Gummer. Mm-hmm. Picked up two of his catchphrases, which are "always be prepared." Oh, yep, yep. He got that from Black Hand Kelly, Billy, or, Billy Drago, or the Boy Scouts of America. <laughs> or, or their, the Boy their slogan is "Be prepared." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we have to do what we can. We have to do what we can with what we've got. Yep. He picked up from. Uh, oh, geez, what was that guy's name? I can't remember. But it, but it's it, there. It was cool. Like <laughs> you see, you see Hiram like. He sees these guys say it, and you can see him take note of it. Like, yeah. oh, oh, you know, that's, good, that's actually pass, a good piece of it down to my kin. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you know, like that's where Bert Gummer yep, got yep. that from because he it was passed down and generations. One to of him. the very last things that they say in this movie is, uh, "Hiram comes back or whatever," and this whole mind mind dispute, and they say. I will take back over the mine if we never tell a soul about these worms that were here. Right. And that's how they explained that nobody knew it in the first movie. Exactly. <laughs> Which is pretty, that's pretty clever. So, so we're, we're approaching the two hour mark. Apologies to everyone. We're actually we're gonna, over the two yeah, hour mark. We're going to, we're going to get through this fifth movie quick and then wrap this up. Promise. Uh, but we have one more movie. Uh, 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 Tremors five bloodlines. Blood sure. Let's do it. Um, Tremors five uh, bloodlines. This came out in what year? Uh, 2015. So, so there's a so, long break between Tremors movies. Yeah, this was uh, an 11-year break between... Yep, I, I bet you Michael Gross never thought he would come back to this role. No. And then uh, <laughs> 2015, there it is. Netflix brings it back. I don't know what that sound was. I just made... <laughs> so this is the first one that was directed by... Uh, we killed two-fifths tonight? Not not over the course of the whole night. <laughs> there was like a shot each left. <laughs> so this is this is the first movie that was directed by somebody other than uh, Ron Underwood. Correct. Uh, Brent Maddock. Or uh, this was directed by this was... Don Michael Paul. Right. Who did such cinematic gems as yes. Lake Placid, the final chapter. <laughs> what is that like? The fourth one. Ah, uh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, he did. Um, he directed the. The, the immortal Dolph Lundgren in one of the greatest sequels ever made. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop 2. Oh, dude. Wait. <laughs> is that actually a sequel? I yes. thought they did a remake. No. It's 2. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was, it was a remake. A... It would just be called Kindergarten Cop. I didn't know it was 2. Yeah. I thought that just um, came out like last he's year. He's also directing coming up here Tremor 6. So he's ha- he's helming the, uh, the the sequel that's being made. Hell yeah. And he's also apparently helming the Death Race sequel, Death Race Anarchy. 
after Death Race 2050 that just came out, really? there's going to be a sequel to that called Death Race Anarchy. I only know about it because it's on his IMDb. I know nothing about it, but you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um, okay, I so actually did hear it. Tremors 5 Bloodlines. Um, let's sum this up quick. Um, uh, <clears throat> Kurt Gummer now has a reality TV show where he's a monster hunter and his... A small scale reality small scale. TV show. is a, Yeah. His, his cameraman quits. New guy comes in who is... Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy, who feels like he's acting in a role that was written for Pauly Shore, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of the lines, like, oh, you got a window in your dingo. Or, like, like he said, that's not a real line. But, like, it's stuff like that, though. That, like, it's like Pauly Shore. You can imagine saying yeah. these these parts. And it's ridiculous. And I, I grant, I get it. Jamie Kennedy, not all that far removed from Pauly Shore. <laughs> You know but what? he was really good in this movie. You know he what? He was fine. Like, just despite despite what anybody says for some reason about uh, about J- Jamie Kennedy, I don't know why I like him, but I do <laughs> because he's true to himself. Honestly, uh, real, real quick, I'm not gonna get off topic, but real quick, documentary that's called Heckler Dude, that I've Jamie Kennedy it. yeah. made. It's amazing, yeah. and you actually feel for him yeah. in that because it, the whole thing is just like, why in the fuck are you so mean? Like, what the fuck did I ever do to you? Yeah. It's to it's, make you do the things. Like, I, it's it's about him and several other like it, it, dealing with hecklers, yeah. other uh, stand-up comedians, and they're and they're and they're wondering like, why are people just such dick bags? Yeah, and like it's funny. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that you were gonna say dick bags before you said it. <laughs> like on you, the same page, <laughs> like you said, like Jamie Kennedy, you kind of feel for him in it because he's he's just, he's just trying to do his thing. He's like, just doing what he loves to do, and people yeah. are just such assholes to him. And he's like so. That being said, and he's a guy who has heart, like he feels a lot, and he's like, "Why are people so mean?" If he didn't have a heart, he'd be dead. But <laughs> um, he was really good in this movie. Yeah, he was fine. Like he he played the exact character that this movie needed. Right, he was fine. Um, I think they his, even, like, his, his choice his... of facial hair. I will say is a bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> I don't. He I... had giant pointed chops that go to the middle of his face I think, and a goatee. I think that all, I think that was all part of the character, though. Um, excuse me. Uh, so those are the only Michael Michael Gross is the only person that returns from any movie at this point. Um, essentially, uh, um, Burt Gummer now does this low scale, um, reality show. His like I said, his uh, his videographer quits. In comes Jamie Kennedy. They get hired to come to South Africa to deal with South African graboids, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That are that they seem to be a completely different species than the North American graboids. Right. Um, now this movie was all uh, CG. All the all the the, the um, graboids and creature features creatures, yeah. or creatures were all all computer generated. Yeah. But they looked. Good. Yeah, they look cool. Like they look like the kind of creatures that you would typically see in a modern day monster movie, and and they look good at that. Like Netflix has you know a shit ton of Netflix money, and yeah. they showed it because they funded this movie. Oh, was this a this, this is a Netflix, a Netflix this is a okay, Netflix cool. exclusive? Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, it, and it showed they put some care into it. This is the first movie of the series that looked good too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The rest of these movies, they kind of had like a... Tremors 4, not so much, but the other movies had that B-movie, straight-to-TV look. This movie looked like a movie. Like, it, it had a quality to it that didn't say, this is the fifth movie in a shitty series. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I thought, it, I thought it was great. Michael Gross is plays Burt Gummer again to a T. Nothing's, nothing's lacking there. Uh, I, I liked it. I was... A lot of people gave this movie shit. 
I a no, lot I, of people I liked gave it. shit. I, en- I enjoyed it. I mean, there was like a there was. I felt at times like they went a little overboard with the the uh, the evolution of the creatures. Sure, I was like they could have dialed it back a little bit, but other than that, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. It was fun to watch, you know. And like I I like the I like the interactions between the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this one bombshell at the end of the movie that sets up the the uh, the next movie. I'm not going to say it. You know what? I actually bombshell. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bit of a. If you want to call it a bombshell, I think <laughs> like I actually saw it coming from probably within well, within within yeah. a within forty five minutes of the beginning There's of the movie. There's something that Jamie Car- Jamie Kennedy's that, character that says. Just, I'm yeah. all I'm gonna say. Something that he says that that when you rewatch, you're like, oh, duh. <laughs> oh no, I just this was my first viewing, and I yeah. knew it like right away. It 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 seemed it seemed pretty obvious to me, but uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, I, I don't want to completely spoil it, just in case anybody wants to go watch yeah. Tremors. Five. What, I, what I love about <laughs> it is that the um, the ass blasters are back. That's the main the main bad in in this movie. They have the Tremors or the the graboids. Uh, they have those too, but they're even those are a little bit different in South Africa. They they're way more spiky. Um, they find one on the ground and they dig it up. And it's a lot more slender. It's a lot more spiky or whatever. It's a different like variation on, on the graboid. Yeah. And I feel as though that, that they looked at this movie as a way to redeem the ass blaster. Cause the ass blaster was so bad in Tremors three, <laughs> so bad. And it looks awesome in the new movie. Like it looks great. It really, really does. Well, I, they did fix one thing where uh, it has proper wings to where sure. it would actually and be a able proper to fly. face, not just like a, I don't know. Weird, like, connects version of it. No, that's kind of what its its face just looked like an asshole with teeth, basically. Yeah, but it was a good-looking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, it was uh, this uh, this flick. Are we we cheersing? Yeah, All right, cheers. All right, cheers, boys. (laughs) Shots all over the place. No, just a couple things to close with here. Um, So this movie came out 25 25 years after the first installment, which is... It's pretty cool to see a... To, oh, important. Yeah. Michael Gross has his very first shower scene in this movie. Boom. He, he does? Where? Oh, yeah. Where? Where? When? There's a scene where he's outside and he's showering on himself. That is no? not Michael Gross. You're talking about Ew, the... Gross. You're talking about the guy who dies horribly? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He did have one. It was cut from the movie. Okay. It was cut from the movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw it because I watched the behind the scenes oh, thing. Okay. No, no. It was cut from the movie. You're right. So you might not have seen it. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> Never see mind. It. Um, so 25 years from the first installment. It was uh, still sexy though. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, and Fred Ward actually were in talks to come back for this yeah. one. Oh, were they really? Yeah, but uh, it. It, everything got messed up. Well, well I th- I, it Kevin prob- Bacon though it probably got messed up because because uh, Brent Brent Maddock and S S Wilson were actually originally involved in this one. Ooh, and they weren't. They ended up stepping down because they lost uh, creative control. Gotcha. And they didn't like it. Well, so this they, movie is so, very so different. Is the, so this is the first installment where Brent Maddock and S S Wilson weren't involved at and some capacity. You, you can tell. You can tell because this movie is very different from the rest it of them. Is, though yeah. it takes it, it, it takes the series in a completely different direction, and it's the start of a new start of the series. Not going to shock me if in like the next movie or so he hands the reins off to like Jamie Kennedy to lead the series. It's not going to shock Who, me. Yeah, not I mean, if they write that in though, just so that they can get more longevity out of that character. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I, I, I'm not saying that's what they're gonna do, no, but no, no, it no, wouldn't I, shock me if that's what they did. That's, uh, I think I, like it wouldn't shock me either. But I think that if if they're smart, they will. Not or, that like, cause I'll I'll keep watching Jamie Kennedy as Travis as, as Travis Welker. Like I thought I I liked him. I thought he I yeah. thought he was fun to watch. But oh, but, for the record, it's not believable whatsoever that Jamie Kennedy is a motocross star. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not believable at all. <laughs> sure it is. Screw you, man. Uh, no, but like uh, Burt Gummer's the reason that people keep watching these yeah. movies. I think that he he'll probably be in it in some capacity. Like he'll be like Cranky Kong in the Donkey Kong video games like he's just kind of there to get know, advice man. like from. I, like from everything that i've seen of of michael gross like tweeting about growing his mustache and stuff like that like he's excited to do these movies no he does love it yeah. he really really does um i think I, I i think that i think that he'll he'll keep going to it if 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 he gets the offers he'll keep going at it yeah. you know what i mean um so so uh, okay so i'm gonna ask you jay has not seen them all so I don't, it would be unfair to ask him but we have both seen them Minus the TV series, how do you rate the Tremors franchise? Um, oh, jeez. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to say... Starting from best to worst. I'm going to say, uh, obviously, Tremors, mm-hmm. the original, is mm-hmm. the best. Uh, then I'm going to say... Ah, oh, jeez. I wish you would have gone first. You want to go first? <laughs> um, I, I suppose I can. Tremors, the first Tremors is, is, is my top pick, too. That movie's damn near perfect for what it is. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go one, four. Which is The Legend Begins. Which is Legend Begins. Okay. Uh, two. Mm-hmm. Five, three. One, four, two, five, three. One, four, two, five, three. Three being the, the worst. Um, that movie is, it didn't really add much and it was just bad CG and it took you out of it. And three yeah. was back to perfection. Yeah. Okay. So one, yeah. One, four, two, five, three. And honestly, five and two are very close. You know, like, like I would say that one and one and four, uh, one's a bit ahead of four, mm-hmm. four, five and <laughs> wait, four, two. Yeah, four, five, and two. Is that what I said? Or four, two, five. Just say a bunch Shit. of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, my point is this, though. They're all really close together, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they're all, like, they. any one little thing could have put one above the other. I sure. like them all equally, and they're in the middle of the group, and then three is 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 the, the ass end of the deal. Um, so oh, that, that's just, what I think. Just to, just to go in a different direction, because I could probably agree with you on that, mm-hmm. but, I, I'll, but I can also kind of veer off here if i want to uh I'll, I'll go with one okay and two just because those are the those are the first two that i ever saw sure and uh and and soft spot in your heart huh soft spot in your heart yeah i like two i mean it was it was not a great movie by any means but sure. it, those were the first two that i ever saw um and then i'll skip ahead to four i actually liked four I loved four. I, I thought I, it was cool i put four at my number two dude i thought it was <laughs> like, cool. i loved it and then i'll go five three Five three. Yeah. So three is your worst. As so well. so one two four five three. That's that's what I'm doing. That's exactly what I did. I think. No, it's not. No, no, you're right. I did one <laughs> four. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. This is this is fun to listen to. <laughs> really. Uh, <laughs> so we are way way past our time. So what we're gonna do right now is uh, we're gonna play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Oh shit. Because we actually figured out that all three of us here. Uh, 
we can do it. And we, we can. We, and we talked a lot about Kevin Bacon tonight. Yeah, obviously. So why not? So, why not? so, uh, so Jay, what are you at? I was at, I, I figured out a number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did some uh, voiceover work for a documentary for uh, director Davis Gigenheim, who did El, uh, El Gore's Inconvenient Truth, stuff like that. Um, and Davis Gigenheim was in The Opposite Sex and How to Live with Them with Kevin Pollack, who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. So oh, that puts me at a three. So that makes three? I'm also you? at a three. I uh, I was in Zombie Apocalypse with our friend Vito. Mm-hmm. Vito was in Gran Torino, directed by Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood directed Kevin Bacon in Mystic River. So Vito's got a both beat. Vito's got a two. <laughs> Vito's got a Vito's two. Vito's got a two. <laughs> He can reach over and touch Kevin Bacon. So that so that means I lose then because I was I was in American Lightning and uh, Train. Yes. With you. Yes. You silly son of a bitch. Hey-o. And you were you were three. So I'm four. That puts me four away from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you suck. So pretty much all of us can we can basically touch dicks with Kevin Bacon. Yep. Yep. You I can, can also share that same urinal trough. I can also touch dicks with uh, Tim Robbins. Who was in Mystic River? Well, now you're just and Sean just, Penn, which I'm sure Sean Penn's touched dicks with a few people. Now but. you're just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just bragging about touching dicks. Hey, uh, I'm only dicks. one removed from Clint Eastwood, so <laughs> come on now. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that'll pretty much do it for this episode. Uh, I had dinner if, with Clint Eastwood, by the way. What? So fuck you. I had sex with Clint Eastwood. Oh! Wait, you scratch that. That's a lie. <laughs> Clint, Clint Eastwood is my dad. I was trying to top him, and then I realized immediately it was a bad Oh, decision. you topped him all right. You, you topped Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and he was a power bottom. All right, uh, this went off the rails. Okay, listen. Hey, listen. If you want to find us, we're on uh, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at... The Buzzed Kill Podcast. We are on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC, and we are also on Tumblr at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Tumblr. And I've been on time for two weeks in a row. What? Boom! Way to go, dude. Whoa! Way to go. It only takes me five hours to upload it. And if you want to get you yourself much. a quality recording, go see Jay at at www.oceanrecordingstudio.com and make sure to follow at Ocean Recording on Instagram, Twitter, social media sites all around the world. Uh, and also, I just got to shout out to our buddies in uh, Beyond the Veil right now. Uh, they're having a few problems with their, their iTunes account. Yep. it's kind of They're kind of screwing them over, actually. I- right iTunes is a bunch of bitches. Yeah. So... Um, uh, make sure you find Beyond the Veil on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict, and tune in and follow them uh, and support them because uh, that's a, that's a great podcast and uh, and just some cool dudes. So make sure you go support them. Yeah, um, do it. And I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Yeah, boys. I think so. All right, and a good time, Tremors. Good time. Uh, Kevin Bacon, boys. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Underground goddamn monsters.